where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number. We are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. What's up? You ready for Elizabeth Warren versus Donald Trump? That yeah. Looks I, like... I've been saying it ever since I, Kamala didn't come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure everybody's seen, but Bernie Sanders apparently had uh, some sort of uh, heart pain episode and had uh, heart stint surgery last night, this morning, sometime recently. There's, they're saying he's in good spirits and in decent health, but I, I think uh, we've probably seen the last of him campaign. Maybe not. Maybe he'll come back. But if his base and Elizabeth Warren's base combine, say goodbye to, to Joe Biden, and now we have fake Indian lady against Donald Trump, the show that I wanted to see from the start. My so, heart uh, goes out to him or something. Oh, I mean, God. That's... <laughs> everybody, like, when they talk about somebody they dislike being really sick or something, like, they're always, they always have to feign, like, they give a shit. But I'm not going to do that. Oh. Well, uh, all the best to the Sanders family. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you have to? All right, all right. Uh, anyway, I'm sure we'll get uh, we'll get people talking about that. You went to Owen <laughs> Owen Benjamin's uh, perf- uh, stand up was a stand up thing, I assume. I did. I was there on Monday, and um, some people sitting behind me were like, "Where's Matt?" And they were fans of the show. So, hey guys, if you're watching, was uh, this uh, this was where Northern Idaho? Mm-hmm. It was in Sandpoint. Oh yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Did you get to talk to Owen? I did. Yeah. He's like, how's your channel going? I'm like, shitty. And I never make videos. Like, <laughs> Sounds about right. Well, I hope everybody who had fun or everybody had fun who, who got to go. And uh, perhaps, perhaps one day I'll venture out of my home. But uh, I doubt it, as a wise man once said. Let's uh, let's get uh, to the show. Um, if you're new to the show, there is a link in the description of the, uh, the YouTube description Link to the Discord server on which we host the show. Hop in the Discord server, put your name in the roll call, uh, and hang out in one of the waiting rooms. We go on a first-come, first-served basis. Try to keep your call to two to three minutes as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. We'll get through as many as we can. We'll take breaks every half hour to talk to uh, Super Chat and Streamlabs. And uh, if you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live, of course, we do take email questions. We uh, take those in the last half hour of the show. It's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line. Keep that uh, question to a tweet's length if you can. That helps us keep things efficient and moving along. Uh, other than that, I think that's all the rules. Let's see what people have to say. El Vaquero is up first. Check in with him. El Vaquero, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Hi. Sure. Uh, Matt, you think that there is a higher likelihood of civil war than has ever been in blonde. I know you're pretty black pilled on shit hits the fan topics, but I, but I'm starting to look forward to it. So, (laughs) well, I, I went and did something. uh, Matt already knows what it is. I went and got my uh, amateur radio operators. license. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. 
I did. Um, huh. I, I actually did it because of hunting, because I'm always out where I'm like three hours away from cell phone service. And there are repeaters everywhere where I can hit one and contact civilization if something bad ha happens. But I started looking at what you can do with amateur radio. And it's really something to seriously look at if you think shit is going to hit the fan. Hmm. Um, really? I mean, the a lot of the repeaters are power backup. Uh, the community does networks where at natural disasters, they get information back and forth. So they know how to operate in bad conditions. It's it's really something to look into. What's the cost of uh, getting a setup and getting getting whatever the licensing requirement is or, or whatever you have to do to get started with this? So the the licensing, there is no fee for the license itself just to take the test. Mm -hmm. And that depends region to region. Some places it's free and I paid 15 bucks. Um, just to get started with the basic setup, you can go with like a $25 Baofeng and that'll get you on the air. Mm -hmm. um, of course, if you want to go spend $6,000 on a high frequency band radio, you can do that. But with that, you can talk around the world. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of up to you in terms of how far you want to go with it. Exactly. And, okay. and I'm not joking when I say a $25 radio will get you on the air. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be a useful skill to have it. And I, I like to think about these, uh, some of these, um, I don't know, just lesser thought of skills like that, that would certainly be handy if you, not only if you were in some kind of civil strife, but of course, if you were in some kind of, like here, I got to worry about Yellowstone blowing up or something like that. Or, Although I'm probably dead if it happens in blonde too, but you never know natural right. disaster or whatever, uh, puts you off the grid or disconnects you from society. Wait, I'd be are, fine, right? Uh, the, the ash would generally flow west, so you'd probably be all right. And, and Blonde, you might enjoy it. Uh, there's, there's a sense of community uh, with, with the ham operators. Really? Like last night. Yeah, there, there was uh, a net running where we got onto one of the repeaters. You know, I was talking to people all around the state, and we were doing trivia questions back and forth. Oh, that's kind of adorable. And it's, you know, you get a lot of knowledge. And then there's other cool things that people do, like they'll bounce signals off the moon and talk to somebody on the other side of the planet. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's, there's That's some pretty cool, cool stuff coming out. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for the insight. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a good night. You too. The live chat got to my headband. Oh, they, they, they don't like it. They want it no. gone. I mean, well, I was cleaning before this and I wanted to cover up my greasy roots because I haven't washed my hair in three days. They demand braids or what? I don't know. I don't give a shit. I'm married. Do I let's keep talk, doing this? Let's talk to Cobra. What's up? Cobra, are you there? Hello. Hey, what's going on? What's on your mind? All right. Um, real quick, Matt, do you have, it sound, I've listened to a few of your videos and it sounds like you have a kind of philosophical background. Is that accurate? Uh, sort of. I mean, I, I, uh, I went to a small liberal arts college. I, I was a political mm -hmm. science major, although I was mostly into the, the like statistical analysis of politics okay. uh, in, in my education rather than like political philosophy. But I, yeah, I had to take some political philosophy and general philosophy as part of that uh, curriculum. With a but minor say... in cucking hard. <laughs> that's a good one. I, I can know, see that as the funniest, well. Um... That's the funniest joke you made in weeks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't consider myself an expert on the classics, but yeah, I mean, I've dabbled. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you seem surprisingly competent then in light of that, uh, in light of that education, but 
so that's kind of a primer <laughs> for my real uh no, i mean that's that's compliment but anyway um my real question is considering the uh i mean you cover media current events all that stuff you're critical of the media and stuff and rightfully so and you know i've uh recently took and taken an interest in the last few you few years with uh in politics and current events but prior to that i just considered it to be intellectually vacuous or vacant so i was just like hmm. what's even the point um and since this sort of relatively recent exposure i've had to the media i've uh i couldn't help but notice and i'm sure the two of you have as well that it's just intellectually morally emotionally and uh even spiritually corrosive um in my opinion uh yet yeah. it's insanely popular obviously and a lot of people believe it what's but, the what's the it that you're referring to just general uh the media the media okay. uh, i mean primarily mainstream media but not necessarily sure. right um but uh so i'm curious how you as someone who is you know uh, seemingly rather uh intellectually virtuous if you will um <laughs> well thanks and, I like to... uh, thanks and, for I smelling mean, my farts I, mean, I appreciate yeah, it don't don't take it too too, uh, <laughs> no, too catch, highly there we're operating on a very low standard here Matt. sure um, sure but uh so my question is how do you not become um insane Ah, well, uh, I have an appetite for cringe, but I speak for myself. I don't know, blonde, maybe less so. Uh, but to the point that you're making, uh, what's the saying that that uh, like small minds talk about people, big minds talk about ideas? There's a third one in there. But generally speaking, it's Things. sort of... Yeah, or events. Some people will talk about events. Yeah, yeah. Events, people, ideas. Generally speaking, yeah. I mean, day-to-day -day events are um, less significant probably than big philosophical ideas. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be interpreted through or seen in the context of those big philosophical ideas. And I think that regardless of whether you agree with me or anybody else, everybody should have those foundational principles and those foundational ideas through which they view the world. And I think the problem with today's media, with today's politicians, with why these people or that arena seems so small-minded is it's it's a game, as Blonde and I talk about all the time, it's a game about winning as opposed yeah. to a game of adhering to bigger philosophical ideas that mm -hmm. hopefully lead to prosperity. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that, that you have to be a small mind or a medium mind to view the events of the day. I think that there's a, a way to do that with an eye for the big picture or big ideas. Right, but I mean, I, that's that's insightful. But I guess my uh, perhaps I didn't articulate the question well enough. But I'm kind of asking, like uh, when I deal, when I try dealing with people, um, just you know, very calmly or civilly, and and mm -hmm. as honestly as possible with respect to current events or news or politics or whatever it might be, um, it's it's kind of difficult because they uh, a lot of them absorb this content and they're yeah. otherwise intelligent a lot of the time, but it's really hard to get through. Um, and so it seems like uh, at the end of it that my attempts to seek the truth insofar as I'm being honest with myself or able to be honest with myself in that pursuit uh, is in some sense futile in light of the, uh, the, I guess, current state of affairs with respect to the intellectual character of our society. I think, yeah, I think that just comes down to what do you enjoy and what don't you? You know, like for me, I, uh, I very much enjoy this this thing where I sit in a room by myself talking to cameras, but if I actually have to get out there and be in a crowd of people or like on the street yeah. talking to people like that exhausts me, I find that very difficult to do. And that just comes down to who I am as a person, as an introverted right. person. I think some of the stuff you're talking about might just be personal characteristics. 
as opposed to like uh, anything that you can adjust with an attitude change or something like that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. have a lot of hobbies mm-hmm. that you retreat to. Yeah, That'll that's help. definitely part of the sanity. Like I and I date somebody of... that doesn't care about this stuff. Or or uh, you have to the extent you care about it. If they care about it, they have to agree with you, like ninety nine percent. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be a massive fight all the time. Don't. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, uh, does, does that get at your question? Uh, I hope I'm not missing it. It gets along the way. It develops it further. Okay. So I appreciate your input. Uh, All right. Well, thank, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for your time. Take care. Yeah, have a good night. Bye. I am sort of kiss. Sort of kiss, you're up if you're good to go. Hey there. How are you guys doing tonight? Hi. Good. How are you? All right. Good. Um, so first, Blonde, uh, my fiance was a little shy, but she did want to say that she really liked the headband and uh, makeup tonight. So uh, you have that. Um, <laughs> but what I wanted to talk about was something that uh, you said either in the last show or the last call show, I don't specifically remember, but it was just the, the general discussion of whether or not the ends justify the means. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. And from a sort of you know, a, a Christian perspective and probably for, you know, a Jewish perspective as well and other religious perspectives, it seems to me that that idea that the ends justify the means sort of, it, it, it lacks a belief that God is going to be the source of like ultimate justice. Hmm. And I, I just, yeah. I thought that it was interesting that, you know, Matt, I know you're not very like outspoken about um, your, your personal religious beliefs as, as far as I've seen. But you were taking up that side of the argument, and I just was curious what you guys thought of that. Uh, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I'm definitely having some struggles um, in my own, you know, search for God and my return to Catholicism. Um, and I do kind of believe that there needs to be some justice on Earth to some degree. I mean, otherwise, why would we even have a judicial system? I mean, we have to yeah, have fairness. We have to have justice, not just to have a balanced and functional society. Um, uh, but like my bloodlust and thirst for vengeance, I would say, is stronger, perhaps, <laughs> than your just average a little person. Strong, maybe a little stronger yeah. than mine. Yeah. Uh, no, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about the religious uh, basis for this. Maybe I'll ask you to expand on that a little bit because I'm not sure that I understand it fully. But for me, yeah. uh, the the ends do not justify the means. The means legitimize the ends. Like the, the means are how we arrive at legitimate ends. If I believe that everything I want is good and I should just be able to enforce it on other people, well, I'm no better than any dictator that has ever lived. Right. And I should expect the same results, which is pretty negative. Uh, so, so for me, it's just a, a purely philosophical uh, basis and, and just kind of a uh, historical analysis. But I haven't thought about why it would be religiously based. Can you explain it a, a little bit more? We got to sure, wrap it up. Yeah, just yeah, I'll give you last word. It's hard but, to do a three-minute sure. theology. But um, yeah. basically, the, the idea being that, you know, there there is a sort of judgment day that that is a you know widely held belief. So the idea that at that point, you know, people will be held to account for their sins. The righteous mm-hmm. will ascend to heaven. Those who have sinned will pay their penance in, in purgatory or hell or whichever, you know, denominational sect you fall under. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think also just last part, it, it kind of speaks to like the idea of being saved by faith versus being saved by works. Because the idea is that m- most Christian denominations say you're saved by faith. 
um, and that works come because of faith rather than your works, you know, causing good and therefore gaining you favor. Um, I, I should say most Protestant denominations, sorry. Hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just an interesting perspective because, you know, I definitely at times I've, I've, I get that blonde bloodlust and I'm just like, why can't we just, you know, set up multiple catapults and <laughs> deal with these heathens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. on the other hand, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's our struggle to, you know, especially as uh, professors of the faith to. It's not your like... struggle. It's my struggle, at least according to, to blonde. <laughs> right right i think it's a struggle in all of us though so i also want to humanize sure. that for you sure and maybe kevin struggled too i don't know it definitely uh, kevin struggled we all <laughs> yeah. have the same struggle you guys come on all right well thanks man i appreciate it yeah of course good talking to you guys see ya myth is up next myth you're good to go if you're ready uh how you guys doing hey all right What's on your mind? Uh, well, I wanted to talk about, I'm not sure if you've been asked this recently, um, because I'm pretty sure you've been asked this in the past, but I know mine changes. Uh, but what about your daily watches and reads for news and other takes? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, who do you geez, watch daily I mean, and who do you read daily? Or wow. consistently? I still I read Ann Coulter's column. Uh, I watched Matt's videos. Does she do a daily videos. column? I didn't even know. No, she doesn't do a daily column. Um, mm. I watched Matt's videos. I still watch Stefan Molyneux. Nice. Okay. Uh, that that's like, wow, that's basically it. Not, well, not I mean, it, I, I, I just I don't. Watch sticks, I just don't yeah. consume. I just don't consume YouTube anymore. Like I'm like yeah. James Alsop is gone. I quit. <laughs> Yeah, I watch pretty much everything Styx does. I watch pretty much everything Sargon does. Uh, I'm in an abusive relationship with Ben Shapiro. I don't know why, <laughs> I uh, but, I, but I but I carry on. I mean, as much as um, he he drops the ball quarterly, Blonde and I, when it, maybe you'd say monthly or weekly. <laughs> but I do think that he does a great job of compiling the news in a quick, consumable format, whether you agree with the analysis or not. Right. And well, do, you, um, do you like Andrew Clavin? He's, uh, he's I do like it. Well, they, they kind of are a nice balance to each other because Ben is sort of, uh, well, politely, you'd call it a realistic perspective. Andrew Clavin is very uh, Pollyanna. Andrew Clavin's very yeah. positive, and I like that. And he's very clever. His intro bit... Uh, where mm-hmm. he kind of does those satire it. pieces are very clever. Although I'm not an everyday listener just because there's so much, only so much uh, time the in the day. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but as far as reading, that's like the only reason, the main reason I still have a Facebook account is a news aggregator. That's it. I don't follow my friends on there. I don't really use it for personal reasons. I just follow a whole bunch of news outlets and it all just kind of gives me a nice clean feed. So yeah. I don't really rely on one particular news outlet i just follow them all in that on on facebook and i get a nice feed of what's going on in the world and that's my strategy because there's no i know this wasn't your question but frequently people say well who do you trust yeah the answer is trust nobody the i mean sure some people you like more than others but if there's a story, read the Breitbart coverage, read the huffington post coverage read the cnn coverage read the new york times and you'll find a lot of overlap with some interesting pieces of information from each one, and you can kind of piece together the truth from them all. I agree. Um, um, if you want like somewhat of a trusted source, All Sides is a good one. They give you hmm. the left perspective, the right perspective, and the centrist perspective. On is it like a website or an app, or what is it? I've yeah, not heard it, of it. It's a website. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, they'll give you all three, like left, right, center, and you can kind of take what you want from that and read both sides and read the center and kind of see what's consistent. Um, so that's actually a pretty good uh, source against uh, bias. Um, sure. Like All right. Uh, la last word if you want. Uh, yeah, I would just say, um, say um, if you can, check the source. And uh, one last thing, if you guys haven't uh, seen the or read the report, uh, the logs between trump and the and the ukraine person um mr reagan uh read it in one of his videos he did voiceover oh that's nice yeah that's consumable you're talking about the the transcript with the ukrainian yep. president yeah yeah that's what i was trying to say um and then uh, final thing actually uh the clips channel i'm taking a hiatus just for this week for the last episode you did but for sure. the next episode i will upload i've just been busy uh but sure. next week's episode will be up in clips just for anybody wondering sure yeah if anybody wants uh, shorter clips from the sunday show the clips channel is linked in the description and on my website as well oh right. red eyes have a good also. Day. red eyes oh thank you <laughs> yeah. have a good thanks day. man yep i really stopped Sp watching people's youtube spicy. content i don't know what's wrong with me why is that uh, spicy? Because that's why I got yelled at by Daryl Lamont Jenkins. It's because of red ice. <laughs> red ice is always in trouble. That means they're doing something right. <laughs> uh, Gannon is up next. You know what the live chat's talking about? Hmm. What race Dan Bongino is? He okay. I I can go in on this. The claim is he is one hundred percent Italian. Let me qualify because my fiance is way more into Bongino than I am. And that's not a shot. I think he does good, good work. Yeah. Um, and so I've liked what I've heard from Bongino. It's my favorite blockhead through her. Guy. The report to me is 100% Italian. And yeah. my answer is no freaking way. He is. He's got to be like at least part black somewhere. Well, he is, you know, the black per people of Europe are the Italians. I guess, yeah. It's way south on the boot. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's 100% Italian. But I, when I found that out, I could not believe it. Same thing with Judge Janine. I was certain know? she was black, but she's Lebanese. We oh, looked it so up that, on the show once. Uh, no, about Dan Bongino. How do I know? I've heard Have of you him seen the 23 and Me? Um, I extorted his 23 and me out of him, but I, I've heard him talk about that and talk about how people think he's black all the time, but I, I thought he was 100% black. <laughs> okay. Well, I hate to be, I hate to keep people waiting for such silliness. This is uh, important content. Maybe We're I can get in touch with Dan world, for clarification. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gannon. I can see you lighting up, but you can't hear Gannon. Can you? I can't hear him either. No. So can Gannon. We'll, oh, oh yeah. Go, go for it. Okay, cool. Um, Look, I never know quite what to talk about on these calls, so... Great, I Dan Bongino it is. Right thing. What's your perspective? Well, yeah, I could, um, <laughs> but I guess I'll just do the right thing and start by, you know, first of all, acknowledging that this is all wrong. I shouldn't be on here. <laughs> yeah. I should be back at work. That's I, I true. Mean, I'm on the other side of the ocean. Uh, anyway, I'm here now, so I suppose we might as well just get into it. Uh, <clears throat> after your discussions with Cobra, it sounds like it's okay to discuss political philosophy on this show is that a fair absolutely i that's one of the okay. things i love about this show is sometimes we go really deep and sometimes we're talking about i don't know weird porn or something it's like weird the topics go from the most highbrow to the lowest brow in i'm just trying to balance it out a bit for you though you know i see some of the discussions and i think i've got to kind of yeah. even that up a little bit all right 
We're going highbrow uh, so, tonight. Go for it. Uh, well, we'll try. Um, look, I just want to talk about why I reckon that um, widespread hyper-individualism actually causes a large and intrusive nanny state, and then I'd like hmm. to get your thoughts on it. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. Look, I think the roots of hyper-individualism can actually be found in Enlightenment philosophers like Jean-Jacques Rousseau and David Hume. I'm sure you've probably heard of these guys mm -hmm. um, at some stage. Um you know, Rousseau, for example, saw the true nature of the individual human person as being completely detached from the family unit. And he, he described man as being an isolated individual in the state of nature. And he actually said, one suffices to oneself like God. So you're basically your own universe, effectively. And I think what's also significant here is the fact that the classical definition of liberty really meant freedom from enslavement to base passions and desires and so it was effectively self-control achieved through reason and virtue like Hume and Rousseau however opposed this concept of self-mastery and instead they defined freedom purely in terms of the removal of constraints and so I think yeah. Hume epitomized this when he said quite famously reason is and ought only to be the slave of the passions so you know when you consider that narcissism and hedonism is kind of what happens when we actually do become a slave to our passions, the uh, the subsequent damage to traditional institutions such as family, church, community shouldn't really be all that surprising. Um, what often seems to be unanticipated, though, is the way that the, this disintegration of these institutions then provides the ideal opportunity for the welfare state to expand and fill the void. And perhaps we really shouldn't be too surprised at this when we consider that Rousseau also said that the ideal for his society was that each person would be completely independent of all his fellow men and absolutely dependent upon the state. So I don't know if you want to say anything about that or... I made a video about this about two months ago, um, how the Enlightenment values, upon which I understand to some degree our country was built, but it's destroyed us from within. And I think that when you atomize people and you remove their sense of community, then it really does create this uh i mean there's no there's no accountability which is why people don't have this sense of guilt about exploiting the welfare state and so i think you're you're definitely right about that you're onto something um i'm with you i mean americans are very resistant to this idea though yeah oh i i think uh that the principles of individualism are best and most appropriately applied to your relationship with the state that said do humans have a natural desire for community, a natural need for community? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't believe that a healthy society is one in which my neighbor and I never speak, have no bond, have no common, uh, have no commonality whatsoever. And we're just two people who happen to live next to each other yeah. and leave each other alone, but have nothing in common. Uh, so I guess I'd have to think about this philosophy in two different ways. One in terms of how we interact socially and build community socially, voluntarily by choice. And the other in terms of how we have the law enforced upon us. And that's kind of the yeah. way that I think about this. Cause I don't think of, I don't think when I think about individualism in the context of, of, um, of our relationship with the American government, I don't think of that as saying, well, you shouldn't uh, be a member of a church or you shouldn't have a good friend group or you shouldn't uh, maintain your family. You should be ruthlessly self-interested at the expense of those things. Now, I, I, I don't think that's healthy. I think, I think, uh, and I don't think that's the intent. Yeah, sorry, Blonde's wrapping me up. So I'll just, I'll, I'll give yeah, you the last okay. word if you want. Yeah, okay. Well, 
Blonde, when you recently daydreamed about a place in the middle of Idaho where everyone lives in a community of little farms with homeschooling and I think it was birthing yurts or something, it seems to me that, you know, what you were really describing was not so much a cult as it was an actual culture, you know. I think it was not so much BFA in, in need of ATF intervention. It was really just a, a vision of pure human community, I would have thought, which yeah, I think is why it has yeah. so much appeal with a lot of your listeners. So I'll just, I'll just close yeah. with that, I guess. Thank you so much. I do get emails about joining the cult on a daily basis. We have a question <laughs> about it in, in the show notes tonight, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, it's Ridge too at Blonde's yeah. house. You heard it here. Yeah. All right. See you guys. <laughs> See ya. Uh, That's so sad. Mike Maddock <sighs> is up next. Our calls are going way over. I'm trying. You know, one job, but it's cool. Two jobs with oh Super Oh, my job. God. <laughs> Mike, Matt, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, how y'all doing? We, we coming in good? Yeah, man, loud yeah. and clear. What's anyway? All right, all right. So here's the thing. I, I just had a quick thing here. I, I know the dude was talking about philosophy a minute ago, that, that previous dude. So I had some philosophy of my own. I don't know okay. if you remember, two weeks ago I called in asking you about a very specific philosophical, philosophical question. Did you have an answer for that? Like, did you think it over a little bit? You know, Are you the caller re- that was dropping a million N-bombs last week? Yeah, it's a four. It's like a habit of mine. Uh, <laughs> You'll have to remind me the question. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was um, how much you would uh, your minimum price for sucking? Mm-hmm. Right. When I saw so I was talking about lowbrow. Uh, yes, the minimum price to uh, to fillet a man. That was uh, which I guess I have to clarify in the 21st century because you can fillet a woman these days. I guess uh, so. I don't know. Didn't we didn't we hash this out? I think I, f- I forget what I said. I didn't get a clear answer out of you, and that's why reality... I actually wanted to call in. I wanted to uh, redact my answer. Didn't uh, you actually... say like twenty bucks? Yeah, you see, yeah, that's the problem. All right, I I meant to add a K at the end of all of those. So okay. fifty and a hundred K for spit and swallow. Well, there... and it's times a thousand right. on camera. Okay, so yeah. we're we're uh, sorry, mom and dad. We're assuming finish the job. No, there's four caveats. So it's spit and swallow, but confidentially. So only you and the other guy knows about it. And then, uh, and then there's he's <laughs> going to well film it for it. his own purposes, and then spit and swallow for that. So there's a possibility it can end up online, but no guarantee. Uh, listen, we'll start at like uh, we'll start at a healthy year sal. We'll talk at a healthy year salary. How about that? For spit or swallow? Uh, <laughs> negotiations start at six figures, nothing less. Oh my God. You, you... I mean, fair enough. Oh my God. Thank God the timer's that. going off. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hi, right, I'll see you. All right. Now you've uh, answered that question. There's now, I guess now I have, I mean, no, I'm just going to move on. I'm not going to comment any further. We got to take a break. <laughs> we got to oh, take a break and get into the super chat. Uh, okay. Cause people give us money. I can't quite figure out why. Shh. Don't stop them. I'm not going to stop them, but we are no better than Rose McGowan. No. uh, Pay us, bitch. Rose McGowan rose to the top. We never rose to the top. That is. Did she? uh, I mean, she was in in cool movies. What was she in? I saw Grindhouse. She had a gun for a leg. That was cool. She was always a B-list celebrity. All right. Well. She, and she, she shaved made her head. Far, and you know how I feel about women. She made it farther than we did. Somebody did say this was cancery. I told you. 
Okay. Well, now the braid is hanging out. I know. Um, Nick Peters, love the work y'all do. While I don't always agree, you do a good job of letting me make my own opinions on the topics you cover. And as always, raise hell and praise Dale. Or maybe he means Dell, our friend Dell, who calls oh, in. Yeah. I don't know. Appreciate it. Thank you. Or maybe he worships a god called Dale. It could be. You never know. Um, or maybe he's talking about Dale Gribble. Mandatory Carrie says... <laughs> he's, at, he's worthy of worship. He is. It's a good uh, character. At work, shekels to keep fighting. Jane Fonda Jr. versus Donnie. Blonde scares me, but not intimidates me. Hashtag November logout. Hashtag fix bayonets. Might be in later. I don't drink and I worked hard on this. There's no way you don't drink. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Mandatory Carrie. Orwell's goon says... Shekels for you. Chose to watch Predator with the girlfriend. Depraved Sunday show was great. Keep doing well. But the hoax hates school, a schoolgirl with the dreads. Blonde, you had that bitch's number from Go. Total bullshit. I know yeah, I was it. all over it. It's just like some ugly little girl and nobody wants to be your friend because she's so ugly and annoying and probably smells bad. And then she's like, ooh, Whitey cut off my dreadlocks. Bullshit. I found, I found a whole montage of all the networks reporting on that. And it's funny oh, because now that, the, now that they've come out and said the story, the story is false, the family has, if you didn't catch that this week. But we, we were, I wasn't sure on Sunday night. You were much more sure than I was. By Monday morning, they already said, they came out and issued a statement saying it was false. But uh, now that it's known to be false, all these networks are saying, well, we don't want to put that out there because we want to protect protect this 12-year-old child. From... Not that 12-year-old. She was so <laughs> willing to put to, to, dude, if I were the parents of these three white kids, I would sue the shit out of the school. I'd be probably suing everybody a, left, right, and sideways. They probably almost have a expelled problem, though, those because they were, they were never named, though. So it's like how the lawsuit would be difficult. They were named to somebody. Yeah, but I don't think any punishment ever came to be, right? I'm sure they were shaken I, in their boots and they were like, oh, no. Yeah, what are we going to say about this? She blamed three bully, like bullies, because I'm going to put quotations around that because of the way she, she lied blamed in this case. She blamed the three most popular, best looking white guys in the eighth grade. She <laughs> said that they had bullied her in the past, but who knows? Because she also said that they tackled her and said her hair was nappy and cut it. I don't care if they bullied that girl. It sounds like she really deserved it. <laughs> what a little bitch. Yukon uh, Don, did anyone tell you guys about the CBC doxing the guy who leaked the first Trudeau blackface photo? It put him no, in I, hiding I for hear, nine days. I didn't hear about it. that at all. That's an angle to the story. I've, that's new to me. Uh, yeah, that's, that's new to me. That, that is bad news. Uh, Bear Tanks, I heard Owen's show was amazing blonde, I, and I can't wait to see it in Indiana. It was really good, but it was so short. I was bummed out. How was long like, was it? It was 45 minutes. Hmm. Um, Did he have like, anybody, anybody opening or anything like no, that? No, but there was no opener. And um, he hung out. He talked to me for like five minutes afterwards, so I really sh I, I'm not complaining. It was a good show. How many people were there in Sandpoint? This is going to be pretty small. Um. It's really hard for me to estimate because of my female brain and all the numbers. But <laughs> more I don't know. or less than a hundred. Probably more than a hundred. Really, that's yeah. a pretty good turnout for that part of the country. It's it's kind of out there. Um, Kevin Flanagan. Hmm. I don't know. No outright Holocaust denial. I can't read this. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Nobody asked you, Kevin! Nobody asked you, Kevin! Nobody says bloodlust, hmm. thirst, vengeance, clone her now. No, this is not a quality you want in a woman. Women are supposed to be soft <laughs> and understanding and don't emulate me. And hmm. the genetics of clones get all messed up. 
Um, Sourcy says, remember the book Don Quixote? I, <laughs> I've come to think Trump is the Democrats' windmill. They tilt and tilt while he keeps to the grindstone. Yeah, really. They've been spinning their wheels this week. Yeah. Um, PG says, we are change is a good YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And I also forgot Black Pigeon Speaks. I still watch his videos. Um, is he? Uh, I know he's had episodes with YouTube banning, but he's still on YouTube, right? I don't, I don't consume regularly, obviously, but he's not banned yet. Nope. He just had weird. He was like temporarily banned a few times. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't want to say. I've just something about like YouTube culture is kind of just. I'm just trying to spend more time in actual life these days. Not a bad plan. Uh, it's going okay. Um, Laurel <laughs> says blonde is literally wearing her black heart on her sleeve. That is why I bought this shirt. Mm. Um, Ryan W. This cash is a big thanks for exposing the bias of Canada's state-funded CBC ignoring a giant commie banner and playing the leftist narratives. Thanks from Canada. Our Antifa is weak sauce grannies. Yeah. <laughs> Your video was excellent, by the oh, way. Oh, well, thanks. I, I, I did enjoy that part, though. Oh, there's just people saying, uh, you know, that hate speech is bad and uh, they don't like Nazis. Meanwhile, there's a giant hammer and sickle right in front of her face that she's not going to comment on. Yeah, really. <laughs> we'll just ignore that one. Okay. Um, Denarchy Blonde, what are your feelings on using foreign dating services to meet ladies who want to marry American men? It seems like a better mm. option than trying to find a decent American woman on dating apps. I've actually talked about this a few times on my channel. If you're talking about women in the third world, um, what's going to happen? You, either you're going to have to live in their shitty third world country, which is one thing you'll have to acclimate to their customs. That's a whole thing. That sounds like it sucks. Um, or you'll bring them to America and they'll turn out just like American women. I mean, I, I don't know what, what men are <sighs> expecting here. Like you're going to bring some Filipino woman to America and she's going to retain all of the good things that you like about her culture. No, She'll just move to America and be just like, she'll want the same big house that all American women want. She'll want the same car. She'll just immediately start moving with the current, with American culture. So, you know, if, if you don't care about living in a third world country, then it's a fine option, probably. What do you think about this? Uh, I, I just have no insight. I don't know what to expect in such a situation. I, I, I guess I wouldn't, Listen, in this environment, I would leave all doors open based on my experience. I mean, it's not but, like American women are so bad that you can't possibly find an American woman. I mean, it, there are 330 a, million people in this country. It's like, tough, but as I said, all it takes is, you know, as we it just say, takes all one. it takes is one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not fun. Both of us found awesome gotta, spouses. I mean... Yeah, although to the point that's being made, the experience of getting there was not desirable. I... I you know, I can understand all of you who are in that spot right now. Yeah, but dating sucks. sucks, but just yeah. just keep at it. I mean, you were able to land like the smoking hot young chick. It's I think it's without possible a leg and her legal status is questionable. And her son yeah. is very nice. You know, all the <laughs> qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, her son, Jamal, um, <laughs> Kevin Flanagan. Uh, I don't know what this means, so I don't know if I can read it. Uh Oh, He's he's being crafty. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you mean, Kevin. So I, I can't read this because I'm stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, Artemis said the Sicilians were invaded and given a hot Cosby by the Moors, which is why they look blacker than blonde. Hot Cosby. I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna. Yeah, what the hell's a hot Cosby? I'm gonna look it Am up. Am I saying it right? Like a hot Bill Cosby? 
Uh, oh. Oh yeah. Okay. That makes that makes sense. I just. I, I mean, you could just call it a Cosby. Oh. It's the hot part that got me confused. It's, you guys are. You guys are something else. Okay. Um. All right, Kevin. Uh, oh, so you can talk about anything, but God forbid I mention who did 9-11 or that certain historical event that never happened. Um, I don't, don't know what you're talking about, Kevin. Kevin? Kevin. Rainier Chen, my sis working for PP was practically was practicing, how dare you? You've stolen my childhood? <laughs> In front of a mirror the other day, I told her that her job steals more childhoods than pedo would, but she just yelled, hell not, and ran away. Yeah, how long do you think Greta practiced? How dare that? you? How dare you? I don't know. She probably cried in front of the mirror a little bit. Hmm. A big donation from Danny Dano. Nothing clever to say, but thank you both. Now play the sounder. Uh, he earned it. Well, this might be the Bernie Memorial sounder now. Uh, so, I am not going to be niggardly. <laughs> but thank you, Bernie. And uh, thank last you. one for right now. Uh, Jet Jones, I'm related to Reagan on my grandmother's side and also to Nixon. Both were Irish. That's a strange combination. Hmm. Wow. That's and the combination of being related to two presidents, you mean, or just the like those two presidents? Ah, yeah. Crazy. All right. Woman just texted me and said, Jamal Christensen. (laughs) Why would he have my last name? Uh, Because you're cucked really hard. Like you've adopted (laughs) him before the the marriage. She's keeping her own name when we get married. In fact, it's going to be hyphenated. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Come on. Let's be reasonable. She's an empowered woman. Yeah. This is where I go all Muslim. And when a woman does that, I'm like, we should just burn her with acid. Now. All right. Just keep me on the clock. Keep me on the clock. We got a lot of people <laughs> wanting to call in and we're not moving quickly. Legalize. You're good Sorry. to go. Yeah. Hey, so you were, you were talking about dating and I kind of have a story relating to that. Uh, okay. Did you impress so, a young woman with a fountain pen? Well, that's actually surprisingly is, is part of it. It's, okay. it's a little... It's, what a shock. What a twist. I can't believe it. It's, well, it's a little tragic. So they, they, they waited after I was uh, at work, right? And they, they waited and they got my number. I mean, like first red flag, right? You know, like that, that's not the order things are meant to go, right? They so. is the chick? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she got your number. Did she ask for it? How did this go down? Yeah, you know, I was outside work, and, like, it's weird because I, I, I don't leave through the front door, and they knew I was coming out the side door. So there's some red flags here, right? Oh, a person, a, a person waited for you outside of work, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, they were not, you know, they're nice looking, so I was like, okay, this, this might go somewhere. And so I, I took them to dinner. It was a, it was a little Mexican place, not, not too bad, you know, pretty nice place. And, and we were going, right, having, having a grand old time, right? And a few days, you know, we're hanging out. I, I thought things were going great. And then, so we were in public, right? We were just outside. There's a nice park area. It's kind of in town. You'd have to know where I live. I live in a really small town, so it's kind of a weird configuration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, so we're out here, right? And I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom quick. And on, on my way back, I, I see her, right? She's looking through my backpack. She looks <gasps> up at me, direct eye contact, pulls my fountain pens out and runs. I, I, I have oh to my yell, God. hey, it's a horse stealing my fountain pens. And, and these people, dude, the, 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 these, these fountain pens stealing whores, dude, they're everywhere. You know, I, you I'm had sorry. me going. And, Get out and of so here. now I guess, you know, if there are any fountain loving tratty Catholic girls aged 18 to 24 <laughs> in Iowa, 
uh, message legalized on Discord because like, and you can't steal fountain pens, right? So how did she know about your uh, your interest? Did she listen to the show? Did she scout it's you out? Because I use them at work, dude. That's probably what happened. You know? Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you, but of course, uh, don't let this discourage you from yeah. finding the right Friday one. Friday who... Catholics, hit me up in the DMs. Yes, and do it by fountain pen. Actually, mm-hmm. send it in the mail. Mm-hmm. Thank you. He's already so, out of here. Laurel Adult. or Dr. Philly Blunt, your messages were deleted by the Google moderator team. They're doing this again now in the live. Oh chat. my God. Hey, Google moderator team. This is this is what I worried about, and I'm not I have no knowledge if these are connected. But for people who listen to the Sunday show on Monday, which is probably most of the people who listen to this show. Again, it was Susan WikiWikied, and this the audio was like five seconds off of the video. So I'm like, okay, but it this was is a... fine, of like 24 hours after uploading yeah. it, and but then I, it just happened again. But most people watch the show on a Monday, so I thought, well, uh, okay, this is a problem on a repeated basis. I'm going to have to go to YouTube and yeah. ask them what's going on. Of course, I hesitate to do that anytime because I don't want YouTube's eyes on my channel because I know they're going to start messing with it. Mm. And so I, I thought, well, but I can't have the show just screwed up. That's not acceptable. It's going to annoy too many people. So I go to the YouTube team and they say, oh, yeah, we'll look at this. And we'll expedite it for you. We know that's, that's not good and blah, 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 blah. They're saying they're going to take care of it for me. Then they don't say anything. The show gets fixed. And lo and behold, here are Google moderators uh, apparently moderating the chat. If you're listening in, go fuck yourself, Google moderators. Uh I don't know. I don't understand why we would be tar- targeted by this now. And I would like to know what these people are saying that uh, is to be moderated. Yeah, There's Laurel, if you can figure out what you said, I'm interested to know. It's only Especially happened Laurel. twice in the Laurel lifetime. doesn't say anything. No, Laurel uses clean language and Laurel stuff like that. Laurel is a lawyer. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. How bizarre. Yeah. Uh, adult male content is up next. God, this shit pisses me off, man. Hey, what's up? I don't want to get too tinfoily, but I swear to God, like uh, this stream is being targeted with tomfoolery. That's, that's tomfoolery. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, let's see. He dropped. Let's try him again. Adult male content. You there? Ooh, he might Somebody be on the old mobile. Yeah. Are you on mobile by chance? I am. I can yeah. switch my headset here. Uh, no, no, it's working fine now, but just generally mobile has some problems. Oh, okay. But, no, but no problem. You're loud and clear now, so go for it if you're ready. Great. So uh, a week or two ago, I gave you uh, a question, and you went right to the the general issue, but you didn't actually answer my question. Remind me of the question. What is a frenulum? I don't recall. I don't even recall the answer. <laughs> Well, you didn't you didn't get to that. So the the frenulum is one of the parts of your genitals that is removed from by circumcision. Okay. Uh, and uh, I wanted to hopefully inform you a little bit further about what what is actually is removed it, when I they do that. I thought that it was I thought it was the skin underneath your tongue. Well, you have a frenulum under your tongue, but you also have one um, that sort of connects where your foreskin is to your head. Oh, well, all those poor little baby penises. Hmm. Yeah. So men, men like me and Matt grow up being totally ignorant of what our natural anatomy is. So it's pretty easy to mislead us on what circumcision, circumcision actually is. Um, but I assure you, it is not just 
extra shaft skin that is removed. You know, you, you don't have elbow skin down there. Right. Um, this, this practice was not invented having anything to do with health of the baby or hygiene. It never had anything to, to do with that. That is a modern um, sort of post hoc excuse for why they continue to do it. Otherwise, right. I'm going to let you talk for two more minutes because I'm really interested in this. But uh, what happened was in the medical community, um, some there was this this infiltration of, of people that claimed that it uh, decreased penile cancer, which is such horseshit because that's an incredibly rare cancer anyway. Um, and they also said that it prevented STDs, which also is is not true. And this was during the HIV scare. Um, so at that time, 85% of millennial men in America are circumcised. But in Europe, it's not it's not yes. such a problem. But um, keep talking because this is important. This is very important. Yeah, so so in each each era sort of has a scary disease du jour. So in the 80s, it was AIDS. In the 90s, you know, in, in the 2000s, it was cancer. Um, so they'll come up with a, a, a medical cure. But really, all of the I've I've read all of these studies. Um, and essentially what they do is it, it's essentially the same as saying if you cut off your hand, you're not going to get cancer in your hand. That is mm -hmm. that is the logic. When they talk about sensitivity, yep. any study that says it doesn't decrease your sensitivity will only look at the parts that a circumcised man has rather than saying, oh, you don't have a frenulum, so you get a zero rating of your sensitivity. They just discredit that as part of the, the study. Um, I saw a Vox article uh, a while ago that said that even though it removed, that circumcision removes your fine touch nerve endings, you can still feel warmth. And that's really what's important. I mean, this is complete nonsense. And if we weren't, if so many of us didn't have this done to us on the first day of our life, there's absolutely no question that this is an intentionally harmful religious sacrifice of our sexuality. Um, the hmm. ancient Hebrew that I've seen about it, um, the, the, the moils and the rabbis thought that it would decrease a man's confidence. Um, it would decrease the um, emphasis a man would have on sexuality in his life. Um, it turns sex into a very quick, um, relatively quick experience. Um, you know, you, you're basically getting direct stimulation to finish rather than the sensual erogenous sensitivity because all of your fine touch nerve endings are surgically removed. Um, as much so as I would the, love the, the, if the we could talk of... about this for like 20 minutes because I think it's incredibly important that you're doing God's work. I do have to let uh, you go. Thank but, you so much. I, I... But uh, I really appreciate it. And I wish um, more people would realize this. The number, before we let you go, I'm going to get the last word. Sorry. Uh, the <laughs> no number problem. one argument I hear from men uh, that's, um, that's pro-circumcision is like, well, it's the preference of women. That is only because women, uh, especially American women, have um, like grown up only seeing circumcised penises. It's, it's, it's really bizarre. The whole thing is just really bizarre. If we can just change the preference by not circumcising an entire generation of men, it'll just go back to the way it was. Um, that's not a reason to do it. So if you're pregnant, if you're having kids, do not circumcise your son. Don't do it. Don't do it. 
if I could just close with one thing, if you are interested in it, there's a, there's a documentary on Netflix and there's a really great um, presentation at Harvard by Eric Klopper called American, American Circumcision, a Love Story. He goes through all the math, all the, all the research and up to your point, uh, Blonde, about, about women, um, it, women are far more likely to reach orgasm if they are with a man who hasn't had this this part cut off. We are supposed to fit together mm. very easily, and and reaching that peak pleasure point um, is not supposed to be this mysterious, difficult endeavor. You're supposed to fit together the way that we have, we evolved to do. Thank you so much for for your support, guys. I, I really hope you look more into this issue because. It is, it is a hugely harmful thing. I've got brain scans of babies who have had this done to them. It, it creates permanent brain damage. And doctors yeah. aren't even using anesthesia. It's, I know, it's, I know. It's, it's a awful. barbaric, evil thing. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you. I will let anybody that wants to talk about circumcision talk for like 10 minutes. Hey, he, he's obviously very prepared on the topic. It's uh, really important. It is barbaric what we're doing to babies. Have you I ever seen um, a bris? It's so fucked up. I can't think of any principled argument in favor of uh, circumcision. Uh, I am not, I can't pretend to know what medical research says, but it does seem like an unnatural pro uh, practice to me. Yeah, but look uh, at how we behave but... towards clitoridectomies. We act like yeah, it's we... just the most, and, and it does prevent a woman from reaching orgasm, but... Um, I, I failed to see it that there's that much of a distinction between what we do. M you know, men have botched circumcisions all the time. They have, there's horrible scarring. There's a lot. Well, of isn't that in that adult happen. men too, though? I mean, to be fair, how no, many, in, there, in babies, there's tons how common of botched, is that? It's very common. There's the, the scar tissue. What's, forms. what's very common though? Like, do you know, I mean, show me the studies, right? But no, when you're not, cutting off the foreskin, for that, I would say that the majority of circumcisions have some level of scarring. You're cutting off. Oh yeah, I think that I think that's got to be true, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I, it has to be true. But, I mean, but that's not botched necessarily. At least botched in the sense of of like unintended negative consequences. I agree that the intended pra practice has all sorts of valid criticisms. Well, if against it's reducing it, your think, potential sensitivity, isn't that a botched? I mean, isn't that? Uh, no, that is to say, like if this is a crude. Example, and again, I'm not justifying the practice, but if the procedure is to amputate the hand and you amputate the hand, that's not botched. That was the intended process. I don't know. I mean, but but botching does happen. Like, I remember reading a case where a kid's uh, entire penis was severed. What? Yeah. Who I'll, the I'll hell did that? That Penis severed during circumcision. Um, uh, anyway, we got to keep it moving. But, uh, but Bos Bos Bosnia rat. Bosnia rat. It must be that. Uh, happened in Canada. But I don't see Bosnia rat. So Bosnia, if you're still hanging out, uh, hop in one of the waiting rooms and I'll grab you. Secret link is up after that. Secret link, you're good to go. Canada in 2019. Right. But I, we're, we're talking about one case, right? No, this has happened a bunch of times. It's not common in circumcision, but it does happen periodically. Sure. But I don't, and again, I'm not defending because I have all sorts of principled, I have all sorts of opposition on principle to this, but I also can't, I'm not willing to say that one botchery is enough to condemn the entire thing. Well, there's no medical reason to do it. So case closed. Yeah, I agree. But I just want to be honest about whether or not it's 
actually leading to severed penises, for example. It has. It has. But what are we talking about? One case? No, probably, I don't know, 50 cases. But within the the number of, I mean, there have been hundreds of millions of circumcisions. There was a tiny, tiny percentage of of people. Right. I I don't want to, I just don't want to overstate. I don't want to overstate. But I think that, I think that modifying someone's body against their or without their consent is on principle a bad thing. The counter argument, of course, that people make is, well, uh, as a child, your your parents make all sorts of medical decisions for you on your behalf that violate that principle, too. They give you shots, for example, or they do all this and that. I'm not sure it's the same permanent alteration necessarily. It's the same reason I don't think you should tattoo your kid. It's a permanent alteration. Right. And something really fundamental like your sexuality. It just yeah. seems so unethical to me. Anyway, the live chat's like, we're, we're bored. All right. Oh, I'm <laughs> just nodding along. All right. <laughs> Secret Link, you get a choice here. between circumcision and Dan Bongino. Go. Yeah, that's it. Oh, <laughs> no. Gosh. <laughs> uh, so, kind of just as a lighter topic, uh, just like once in a while, I like to go into kind of like the more. I don't know, liberal parts of a lot of places just to see what, not like necessarily what the news people are saying, but like what the more normal or I guess you could say in a lot of these places, the more rabid like leftists are saying mm-hmm. to each other and stuff just to just to make sure I'm not in an echo bubble. And I see a lot of the things that they say to each other and I'm just kind of like uh if you didn't say like just a couple of these things to each other a lot of the time, you wouldn't have anything to talk about. When you're what do you mean? Give, about... give me an example. What are the, what are these things? Well, what what I wanted to kind of ask was if you like, if you've ever seen a lot of online discussions, have there been? It's like, uh, you know, I know free speech and all that, but it's like you can't use this talking point or you can't bring up this argument uh, on this topic. Go. Um, probably like. The one I would probably use is the uh, when talking about abortion, they say, "Well, if you're in favor of you know banning abortion, you you should have to be in favor of paying for all of the, their expenses, you know, until they reach adulthood." Kind of <laughs> what? argument. Okay. Well, well I, I've seen you know that you know healthcare, childcare, and all. You have to be in favor of all that if you want to be against abortion. Why? Why is it so much? I agree that from a moral perspective you should be in favor of the easiest pathways to adoption for those unwanted children. But as far as do I have a legally enforced obligation to financially provide for those children? No, I bear no responsibility for them. Well, oh, no, how, how is that? that up all the time when they say that, you know, the right should be in, you know, doesn't have a leg morally to stand up. Well, who are these people? It's like the they're children. arguing against a, a mythical person. Granted, yeah. I don't think that it, it entitles you to come to my house and rob me to support those children. But yes, if you gave me a choice between a lower tax burden and support of, say, uh, adoption services or charities that I can support voluntarily, yes, I would very much like to do that voluntarily. Mm-hmm. And just, by the way, let's let's streamline the adoption process as much as possible. It's incredibly difficult in a lot of states to adopt a child. Oh, yeah. And I don't know anybody out there. Sure. We might have some disagreements about how to finance these things, but I don't know anybody out there who's uh, pro pro life and says, by the way, we should have very, very difficult hoops to jump through in order to adopt a child. It should right. be almost impossible. <laughs> who's saying that? 
I don't understand they're, who they're arguing against. It's just a money thing, but yeah, you don't get to rob me because well, someone else made a bad choice. They're arguing against pretty much. I was just wondering, like, is there any topics or is there any ones that you would kind of say for a lot of the topics you see discussed online? I'm not sure I understand. You're saying like a like, talking point. Which, which one is like your pet peeve that you see it all the time? It's like they make a you know a trash argument, and you're just like, oh, oh. God, you're saying this. Or like, if you accept saying, this, then you must accept that sort of things. Is that, yeah. Is that, um, it's hard to think of something off the top of my head. Re- like repeated talking point arguments that are garbage. Yeah. Um, is there, um, yeah like as far as euphemisms are concerned, we're talking about abortion, but I hate this um, this euphemism of, of reproductive choice or <laughs> yeah. women's health when you're talking about an entirely genetically separate entity in terms of abortion that just infuriates me it's such a misnomer um but they do a lot of that the 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 euphemistic yeah i guess if i had to pick one just off the top of my head the implication that if i don't if i'm skeptical or i don't support taking care of x y and z with the tax dollar taken by force out of people's wallets that i don't care about that issue right and abortion and adoption would be one such example there are all sorts Again, there's all sorts of stuff going on in my community that I would much rather support voluntarily directly with a dollar that will go into the that will be a dollar in the bank account of that charity instead of 60 cents taken out to go to various pensions and other nonsense in D.C. I care very much about my community. I wish that I could take my entire tax burden and dump it into charities I like here in town. That'd be great. These people who think that uh, if you don't believe that the government is the best way to solve a problem, that you don't care about the problem, that I find very irritating, and you see it across basically every political problem there is. Yeah. Yep. That actually you know, might be the best answer I've heard on that. Hmm. Well, we got to give you the boot. Well, thanks. Well, thanks. Okay. Appreciate it. Oh, Thank yeah. You. No, that's that's it. No final word. Bye. Sure. Bye. Have a good day. Interesting calls. Yeah. I'll, well, always all over the place. All right, let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll get to the last uh, segment of callers. But you got to keep me on the clock. This I'm sorry. Time. It's this circumcision Doesn't... thing. Like every time I talk about it, it just fills me with rage and sadness. Yeah, I get it. I, I can understand why it's such a um, such an important topic for a lot of people. <laughs> Alex Johnson says, does $10 cover the entry fee to join the blonde cult? I told you, <laughs> send me your 23 and me. We have a sliding scale. Yeah. Uh, ben Ritter just had three molars pulled and cadaver bone shoved in the holes for implants. Thanks for cheering wow. me up. Here's money to keep you going. Stop making me laugh. It hurts. You should play my game. Oh, I didn't God. have that that far. I had my uh, wisdom teeth taken. No, that wasn't related to my wisdom teeth. I had to get gum grafts after my braces were done and what? they needed so much gum tissue that they had to use cadaver gum tissue. So I have dead people gums. I don't have dead people bone though. Do you know who who the person was no hell no of course not would you want to know no that's weird i bet you could might request be, that information you it might be multiple people i had some friends um there's one of those processing uh places in belgrade not far from here it's about seven miles from here and i had friends who actually worked in the places that um that process donated human bodies basically to for this purpose for bone grafts tissue grafts all sorts of stuff and uh, they have a lot of dark humor in those places. Let's put it that way. I mean, people whose job literally is to shave tissue off of human bone. People who die in car accidents, that sort of thing. Man. And, uh, That'd and be kind it, of a sweet job. It's very interesting. I, I don't, I've never been in there. But in terms of um, just 
the attitude they have to take. Because I have no moral issue with what they're doing. In fact, I think it's very, very good. People voluntarily donated their bodies upon their deaths. They're being put to use to help other people medically. At the same time... Does your breath smell like rotting human flesh? I've never seen this stuff. But I mean, if my job was to scrape a human femur at work, like, yeah, you you gotta have some weird humor... And no, your to... breath. Did, did you have dead person breath? Why would I? Oh, because of my gums. Because of your dead person gums. This what was, do you think uh, I'm talking about? This was when I was, I got it done when I was 18. So I think it's cleared out by now. I'm going to ask a woman. Good luck. Good luck. We can be uh, friends with other people, dead body parts in our mouths. You and I, this I'm person. Sorry, Ben Ritter. This has taken a really disturbing turn. <laughs> sorry about your molars. Good luck. And don't get addicted to opiates. Um, the Jake, the jq uh this is bad is this a kevin is this a kevin account i don't know maybe reminder that slavery was the only time black unemployment was zero percent that's that's a spicy one spicy bears beats and battlestar galactica here you go y'all gonna be rich we gonna be rich Mm. we are rich and then the next person says, strangely, no body says blonde. What's your financial situation lately? Um, I'd say average. Yeah. Do people think that you're rich from YouTube? I don't know. Nobody really talks to me about it. I can uh, I can say that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what people think. All I can say is, for, like, from my fin- financial perspective, I've spent the last year building up what I call the Susan Wiki Wiki Safety Fund. Yeah. So I can't be deleted from the internet. But no, this is not... Uh, obviously, we're very thankful for the people that are supporting sure. the show. And they yeah. keep us um, they keep us in a place where we can keep doing this show. And honestly, that's all I care about. I, I don't have... Um, I'm, I'm not aspiring to some life of fame and riches. I just want to be able to do this. And people put us myself. in a spot to do that. So I assure you, uh, it's not a, a life of glamour or uh, anything like that. But, no, and um, this is also not my only job. So And you you got a nice husband. I got to win bread for my family, man. That's true. Yeah. Kevin but, Flanagan. Uh, but, no, th- but yeah, we're, we're doing fine. Don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're doing fine and that's good enough. Um, Kevin Flanagan. I'll read this. Guys, listen to Brond on Third World Wives. How do you think a ping pong like her got in? Hey, I told you guys my 23 and me changed this week to 100% European inexplicably. Hmm. Um, Colby Malden. I, 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 I'm guessing you threatened them or something like that. Oh yeah. I like, I went to the CEO's house and I was like, I'm going to burn down your house <laughs> yeah. unless you get this 0.1% off of my, my 23 and me. Uh, yeah. Colby Malden VA disability check came in. So I figured I'd share some of my shekels. Thank you so much. Oh, well thanks. And, and thanks for serving. Uh, much appreciated. And I, you know, thank you for, Thanks for all you've done. Much appreciated. Uh, Redacted says, hey, you said, hey, Google moderator, and it triggered my assistant. She's listening to all of us. <laughs> Whoever you are, you're not doing a good thing. You're a bad... I, I rarely say this, but mm, I've got to be careful. Are you a bad person if you're a Google moderator? It is their company. They can I mean, censor how they want. You're but working you're, you're for job, the man, but we also work for the man. YouTube takes a big cut of our money. That's true. That's true. But you're you're being paid by someone to censor other people's words. Like that's yeah. very direct. And I get it. It's a private arrangement. But I I think it's I think it's scummy. Am I wrong in that? I'm not usually one to moralize, but I just think it's like a scummy thing to do. No, I mean it's like working for. Hmm, who's an, what's another terrible company that? you shouldn't work for help me out here. Hmm. I started without 
thinking of something first and that was a mistake it's always a mistake uh, in this i don't job. know uh, I starbucks think you get stabbed with aids needles in the seattle starbucks bathrooms so you get what's coming to you. <laughs> Uh, the JQ maybe, has maybe I'm over. Maybe this Google moderator is a nice person. Uh, maybe I should tone it down. Are you really <laughs> worried about this? I don't know. I just I don't want to become. I guess what I'm worried about is becoming an SJW in my own way, where I'm attacking people who I don't know, making judgments about them uh, because I think what they're doing is is morally suspect. How can you possibly have a comprehensive view of the world without making sweeping judgments about people you don't know? All right, you you, you sold me. This person sucks. You suck ass, Google you moderator. Suck Google Get moderator. Out of here. You suck. Yeah. Um, the JQ has got to be Kevin Flanagan. Could be. Maybe he got banned by the Google moderator. And this is a death threat, so I can't read it. Um, Jeez, if it's well, if it's serious, I mean, how? Se- what are you talking about? No, it's, I, it's not that serious. If it's an actual death threat, it needs to be reported to the authorities. If it's like, I'm going to kill you. No, it's not a death threat to us. It's a broad death threat on who should be killed. Mm, Okay. Um, Let's not toe the line on legal and illegal things. Yeah, really. Let's not Uh, do that. Whitey on the moon. All right, chat. Hit one. If you believe the Daily Stormer was a psyop to sabotage dissident politics and keep it out of the mainstream all along. What? This Hunter is, Wallace is, is convincing in his spurgy Southern way. I hope my mom's not listening. <laughs> uh, so the, the Daily way. Stormers controlled opposition, is that what you're saying? That seems to be what Whitey on the Moon thinks. Huh. Wow, do people really think that? I'm seeing a lot of sevens in the chat. I guess, all right. Um, <laughs> okay, let's circle back. Okay, and thanks to uh, Darth Jones for supporting the show over on uh, DLive. We're all good on Streamlabs as well. So we got 20 or so minutes left. Keep me on the clock so we can get as many people in the last segment as we can. Kyle, you're good to go if you're ready. What's up, Kyle? Hey, Matt and Blonde, how are you doing? Okay, it's been a spicy show. Real spicy. Uh, Oh, okay. I've been trying to miss it, but the call-in room has been kind of spicy too, so Mm. I've been paying attention. Um, I actually want to talk to you guys about... So... um, no, I'm a musician, and mm-hmm. we, we kind of have a running joke, um, which actually is inspired by you, Matt, where anytime someone says something a little too spicy in the waiting room, I, you know, I have to disavow it just in case the forces that would be are listening. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and I thought about it, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be dealing with, ideally, Hollywood leftists um, who are, you know, the second they smell that I'm even remotely conservative are going to try and blackball me. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, I have a friend of mine who's actually, she's a liberal, but, um, you know, I wouldn't say she's a leftist. And she told me, she's like, you gotta, you gotta keep that thing under your hat. And I decided I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going in full force with my, you know, beliefs. And I wanted to talk to you guys about that. Sure. Cause I, 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 Correct me if I'm right, Matt, but you've been kind of more skeptical of an idea like that. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's just, it depends on what you're willing to risk and what your position mm-hmm. in life is. Like, if you're going, you're moving to Hollywood, right? That's the story. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I no mean, I'm just, just talking on, on a more general thing. Like, Oh, just in general. Well, yeah. again, it's circumstance dependent. Like, if you're in a really good spot and you have something to protect, let's say you got a great job and you're providing for your family, mm-hmm. there has to be a risk assessment there. Right. If if you're just starting and you 
you don't really have much to lose and you have everything to gain. I mean, yeah, maybe you can play it safe. But the point is like getting blackballed when you're in a position where you're nobody's dependent on you and you're just starting mm-hmm. out is not as bad as losing a six-figure job when you have three or four kids at home. Of course. And there's so, something liberating about not hiding. Also, you have mm-hmm. some intersectionality. Well, you could always throw that in their face. Well, that, that was the thing, like, you know, I, I, was, I was very um, hesitant to lean into the whole blind thing, but I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's part of who I am and I'm going to need any leg up I can. Lean in, lean in. Um, but the other thing I came to, I'm like, I'm just so sick and tired of all the people who are like, you know, that, that we hear about, it's like, oh, there are conservative, you know, there's conservatives in Hollywood, but they're afraid to speak. I'm like, well, I wouldn't be in this position if they weren't, if they weren't afraid to speak out. I'm like, you know, there, there has to be someone who has to be willing to make a stand. Yeah. There's a decent, uh, like YouTube and internet community mm -hmm. in LA. Yeah. Right. And that was the other thing. Conservatives and libertarians. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really give two craps about you know the you know the the agents or whomever who'll be like oh because at the end of the day what matters is you know the people i've been working to the people who are listening to my music and i i really honestly believe that most people wouldn't care if i'm more right-leaning if you know no, i don't I, involve my politics with my yeah music. i i hate when music I'll, yeah i'll be quick i hate when musicians i like get political on facebook and that's why i've or, or other social media like i follow you because i like your songs stop telling me that orange yeah. man bad or whatever else mm-hmm. yeah I unless find they're that really conservative annoying. in which case i'm like good for you. <laughs> yeah i mean it's of sort of i suppose there's some hypocrisy there but generally i'm not following them for their politics at all i don't it's kind of a moment like, eh, good for yeah. you, but I'm still following you because of your music. I still like your right. music, not your hot libertarian or conservative takes. Right. And that's the thing with me. Like my music is supersedes any, like my politics or anything else. Like I care yeah. about making music and, you know, making music that people enjoy more than anything. I don't, you know, I don't mind not talking about politics, but I, I need to make music. Sure. All right. Well, good luck, man. All right. Thank you guys. All right. You right. Have oh, uh, one more thing. Sure. Uh, Legalize and mentioning fountain pens for you. See you guys. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> uh, Saint is up next. Saint, you're good to go. I don't hear anything. Saint. After that, we got Ovid. Hello. Well, hey. Hello. Oh, now I hear you. Hello? Saint, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, what's up, guys? Not much. What's on your mind? Uh, so I, I'm been kind of asking or making the rounds asking advice on this and so i i'll start off by saying is like uh after i left the military uh i kind of struggled with a little bit of um you know kind of depression here and there Mm -hmm. and it it kind of flares up every once in a while and uh after i got my new job as a truck driver it got better so uh i was okay with that and i really like my job now but the loneliness of the job and stuff sure. like that is starting to get to me. Okay. And, but it's a really, what I'm saying is it's a really good job. And the advice I'm asking is like, do you guys think it would be good to leave this job for my own mental well-being, even though it's a good job that I really enjoy doing? How long have you been doing it? Uh, about a year now. Okay. Uh, I, I would always say prioritize your own wellness. And of course, yeah. if you're, if you're having serious difficulty, certainly seek somebody who can offer professional help. I, this is not something well, I yeah, that, that's, 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 that's 
something that I am doing. Like I do okay. talk on the phone with the therapist and then talking to people with, or talking with people on the discord does help with that a little bit. But, sure. Um, you know, even that's, that's not enough sometimes. I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how comparable these things are, but when I lived in California, fresh out of college and I started doing a job where I worked pretty much exclusively with middle-aged women and I felt very isolated because I moved there. I didn't have any friends there. It was very shocking to go from no, you know, all my friends live next door to, I don't know anybody here and there's nobody at my work who has anything in common with me. Yeah. I don't know if this is similar, but in my experience, it was something like that, like well, what you're yeah, describing. But it's pretty much the same thing because it's, it's like, yeah, you meet, or I meet people who share the job with me while I'm out yeah. on the road and stuff like that. But that's pretty much all it is. is so I don't for, have any real connection to people out here. I knew after about a year or so that it wasn't where I was supposed to be or what I was supposed to be doing. And I stuck it out until I did it for two years just so I'd have something that looked good on a resume. That's like, yeah, I, I didn't bail on this. I guess the the only the thing I'm trying to th figure out is if it's not le legitimately yeah. dangerous, if you don't feel like you're a danger to yourself or anything like that, I think there's mm. something to be said for getting as much time out of it as you can to move up to something else. But if yeah. you're, but you'll have to evaluate for yourself. And if you're speaking with a professional, evaluate with that professional. I mean, I, what happened with me in California was just, I don't like it here. It was not clinical. So yeah. you, you'd have to make that evaluation and decide, but if it's just, I don't like this, then I'm more inclined to say, kind of stick with it a little while, maximize that resume point and move on to something. Yeah soon like within well, that, the next year that's like i like like i said before i like the job i really do enjoy it i make good money at it i make 50k a year i'm single i have no kids and that's, yeah. that's really good good sure. money for a single person to have yeah yeah so i really enjoy the job it's just that one part of it the loneliness you know there's no routine to it i'm waking up at different times every day Ooh, that's rough too uh, I'm can a big you get routine a dog guy. yeah i do have a dog so she does keep me on some like somewhat of a routine is like it's not a, a scheduled routine it's more of when i wake up and get the truck ready i get her out and let her walk around and then sure you know real quick before we let you go um what uh you said you've been asking a bunch of people about this what is the general consensus if there is one people think you should stick it out or uh, think people think you should bail it's it's a mixed bag so hmm. i've actually been in email correspondence with a few different friends, some from the military, my military days, and then, you know, a few different therapists, a couple psychologists, and they've, they've, or it's been a mixed bag. So it's been, okay. some say I should stay, some say I should go. Um, so it's, there's not really a general consensus to it. Sure. Well, I hope, I hope you find what you're looking for and, and thank yeah. you for serving Thanks this so country fine. as well. Yeah. You guys have, have a good night. night. Yep. Bye. Oh. Ovid is up next. Ovid, you're good to go. Hey, Ovid. Hello. So I wanted to talk about um, uh, Hong Kong. Sure. Yeah. Because I've been finding this a little interesting, which is um, I've seen a bit of people who say, well, the Hong Kong protests are good because they're not mostly violent, right? It's that, that whole, oh, well, 
you know, they're they're not violent, so they're they're okay. They're they're peaceful protests. I thought they've but, been getting pretty violent, like on the part okay. of the Chinese. Didn't somebody right? get shot last week? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, this was like you know over the big course of thing. Well, when someone goes, sure. oh well, you know, these people are cutting things down. They're doing property damage. They're oh you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically breaking out into war in the streets. But yeah. you know, oh well, it's not mostly violent. Um, and the the thing I think a lot of people don't realize is that really there are not a lot of successful peaceful protests in history the the only time a peaceful protest works is if the person you're protesting shares in the ultimate value that you're trying mm. to get to yeah right like uh gandhi is with his peaceful protest you know there's a lot of different stuff with that but basically it was appealing to you know the british sense of liberty and the the right to self govern and yeah i think like, the same thing like could that. be said and, about the civil rights movement probably yeah exactly yeah um martin luther king would basically is calling people out for not living to the fullest extent of their beliefs not yeah fully realized, but if the peaceful is, protest is like hey fundamentally change everything about who you are and what you do yeah yeah, yeah. and so like if the chinese government doesn't respect their lives and mm. the value of their life, then a peaceful protest means not it. It, it doesn't mean nothing because you're not appealing right. to a common ground. Um, so I I don't actually care if the protests are peaceful or if these people truly believe that they're fighting for their liberty, you know, to push off the communist uh, Chinese state. Uh, I say go for it. Well, there does come a question. We we talk about it all the time on this show. I I don't know what's going on with China and Hong Kong specifically. I don't know if this is happening, but uh, generally, if your rights are being violated, like your rights can be violated in nonviolent ways. Let's put it that way. Like if the government were to start censoring people, um, that would be that's nonviolent at least as long as they're not putting duct tape over your mouth, but it's still a fundamental violation of your natural rights. So would, yeah. would armed response to mass government censorship be justified? I would say yes. But uh, the, that's kind of the question of at what point is a violence respo violent response justified? And I don't think it's as simple as only in response to violent aggression. There are aggressions against your rights that are nonviolent in nature which have to be met with force. Yeah. That is that a fair way to oh, think yeah. about this? I, I, that I line is entirely. difficult to define though. Yeah, and that's that's what I think makes this Chinese situation well, especially because everything's filtered through the Western press because um, you know, China's such a a black hole of a lot of communication. Yeah. You know, it's you get these mo these mostly breaking stories, but when someone puts out a video or something like that, they're just, you know, we don't have it's it's so hard when these things are on the opposite side of the earth and you don't know the regional politics yeah. and exactly what's going on, you know, and stuff like that. So. All right. Well, thanks, man. Oh, can, can I say one thing about circumcision before I go? And Fallon, really please. quick. You get okay. the rest of the, you get a half hour. Sorry. My, fa my favorite analogy that always works for, for me with the circumcision STDs thing is I imagine it's like saying that slashing the tires of the car reduces the amount of car crash. Oh, well, it reduces your chance of getting in a car crash if you slash the tires on someone's car. Yeah, well, also, if you cut off a part of their penis, it reduces the chance of them getting STDs in the exact same way. So that's the analogy that I prefer to use. All mm. right. Um, yep. So see you around. All right. Thanks, man. See ya.
Tales from the Intellectual Dark Web is up next. Tales, you're good to go if you're ready. Yo. We'll give him a second. Uh, he, he might be on mobile. I, he just got kicked. Actually, I don't. Let's try again. Tails, you there? Hello. I got Hi. you, but you're awfully soft. Sorry, is this better? Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. I'll just have to chew on the microphone apparently today. Now, this uh, Dan Bongino news, it's really blowing my mind right now. <laughs> he got, it kicked him out. I think he's on mobile. Hmm. Uh, we'll see if we can get him back. Apparently he has fresh Dan Bongino news. Uh, I'm trying to uh, delay because I'm nervous about bringing in the next caller. Uh, is it is, Kevin? It is Kevin. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Kevin, you there? Uh, again, you know, as I mentioned last time, my name is Kyle. <laughs> right. See, yeah, so, Craig Kyle, right? Something like that. Yeah, Chris, yeah, so, uh, Chris Kyle? You know, I, I was celebrating tonight, and uh, now I feel like I kind of got to do a PSA for anybody who uh, kind of appreciates the stuff I put out there. Um, I, I guess my message would be, don't be a fucking retard. <laughs> you know, if you're, uh, you know, don't put anything remotely resembling uh, death threats out there, you know, <laughs> as, a, as a good rule of thumb. You know, I, I, I have uh, stuff to consider in my my professional life that uh, I would not want to be associated with such things. But, uh, you know, things uh, I, I kind of personally get the feeling uh, things are going to be kind of bumpy in the next few years. So don't <laughs> would be my uh, my public service announcement to anybody who's sending particular super chats. So yeah, of if course Kevin this... thinks you've gone too far, you really need to reevaluate, guys. Kevin uh, is the master of getting his toe to the line as close as possible. No, seriously speaking, though, and uh, uh, I can never tell if Kevin is serious. Enough. I, I assume you're serious in this sentiment, though. Um, very, very serious. Yeah, uh, you ser know, ser as things get uh, progressively more like a certain, um, you know, nationalists getting punched in the street sexual degeneracy getting pushed you can draw some parallels so uh yeah i personally kind of get the feeling we're gonna need everybody we can get so don't be fucking stupid <laughs> would be my uh my yeah advice. and i and and just uh practically speaking i of course want everybody to be able to speak their mind to the maximum extent on this platform and i'm not trying to say that certain i'm never trying to say you can't discuss certain things or do this or do that but i can't have illegal things because then it's potential that that I'm implicated, or did you... it was vague enough. I don't think it was illegal per se, but it we was can't tow that badly... line. Though. We can't. Yeah. It's just you can't. You got to be very clear of threats of violence and unadvisable draw, at a minimum. I, I have think. to draw a line at that, uh, yeah. if nothing else, because that's that's not it's content neutral. We're not talking about an opinion. We're talking about a threat to do something. Yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry to hijack your call, Mister Kyle. Is that now it, I Kevin? No, I can't hear him. He's lighting up, but I can't hear him. Oh, we can't hear you, Kevin. We got to let you go anyway, though. We got a few more callers in. Can You can't hear him, though, can you? I can't no. hear him either. Oh, now, you there? Can you hear him? Yeah, uh, you're breaking now? up, though. Robot Nazi. Robot Nazi, yeah. Sorry, okay, Kevin. I'm, all right. I, I was saying if Matt oh, there would we be go. pretty funny. <laughs> I hesitate to ask this, but what would be pretty funny? 
I don't. I, this is not a bit, by the way. I can't. I think he just has a weak connection or something like that. <laughs> or he's doing a bit. No, it's not no, a bit I, on I my end. You would be the prettiest one in jail. All right, we'll have to catch up with you soon, Kevin. But uh, but thank you. And uh, and yeah, I did not ex- I did not expect that Kevin coming in here and saying, "Whoa, all right, let's have some super <laughs> chat reason yeah. around here." Yeah. Okay, thanks, uh, thanks, Kevin. SOF Golden Leaf is up next. Let's see if we can get a couple more in before the bottom of the hour here. Golden Leaf, you're good to go if you're ready. Hi. I can't hear Golden you. Hello. Leaf. There we hey. go. Hey. Uh, sorry, I was in the quiet room, so it probably took a second just to get the noise back in. Sure. What's in your mind? Uh, okay, either mass shooting or uh, Halloween idea halloween idea i I pick send me an email about the halloween idea and discuss the mass shooting fine uh well i can i can be quick with the gun shooting one that i can tell about the halloween it's just a simple idea i had but um so i was talking with my boss the other day about um just shootings in general because i just like to have a conversation with him every now and then Mm -hmm. and he was basically trying to draw the parallels that most of these shootings are mostly right wing no, that's, those, that study that is cited is absolute horseshit. And he just, before he left, he told me this. Not every shooter is a Trump supporter, or every shooter is a Trump supporter, or something like that. It's like, I forget like the what? way he said it. It's like, not every mass shooter is a Trump supporter, he probably but every supports... shooter support Trumps, or something okay, like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's bogus. Um, I, there's a he lot of Trump like... supporters in Chicago. Yeah, really. hadn't heard. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. It's it's fascinating how there's so many in that small area. There have uh, there have been these isolated, explicitly right wing shootings. Like you had the synagogue shooting in um, in Pittsburgh. You had Elliot no, Elliot Roger. They cite as right wing, but that's Why? just like incel guy. I'm thinking of Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof was at least like a, a white identity shooting. That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and of course, we were talking about the uh, El Paso one. Oh yeah, but that guy didn't like that. That guy said I didn't do this because of Trump, but they still cite it. Yeah, I I kept telling him that, but I think he was still somewhat going the mindset of the president's rhetoric. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, what's the? We gotta keep it moving here. What's the Halloween idea? Uh, you and Blonde wear something nice like office kind of apparel. Matt, you wear a dark suit with a uh-huh. Soviet uh hammer and sickle. Okay. And Blonde wears like a secretary outfit. She's like your secretary. Your a communist Russian ambassador in the Soviet mm. Union. <laughs> okay. And me and my friends were talking about this. You have four supporters picked. They all have the same dress suits. They be your security following you around. Uh-huh. And then in between you, it can be another fan. They have a suitcase attached them with handcuffs. And every couple of minutes, he whispers in your ear and you walk to you're a saying side. I got to have and... actual people in the room. <laughs> No, I was going to say, like, if you're going outside or something. Oh, this is no, a whole like, thing. Yeah, I'm talking about for the like show, if, like for the Sunday yeah. show. We need low effort costumes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. We Thanks, man. that funny. All right, take Bye. care. Um, I was thinking, uh, I, I was thinking, could we do something with Epstein? That's an angle. What? There's many angles you could take on Epstein. You could wear a yarmulke <laughs> and then I could be a baby. I could go as a baby. How about that? What are we doing? A circumcision as a Halloween costume? No, it's some pedo pedo play. Um, How could we possibly do that costume? 
what dead Epstein with a sheet around my neck and yeah, but then what do I do? That, that, dead RBG, I don't know. Uh, or there's some some way to mix them together. You could be Epstein's um, Epstein's cellmate. Okay, so I can be a a jacked, a huge like, jacked black guy. I think he was white. I think he was a white. Guy. Th- or is he just really tan? He was, like, I he's, think he was like a tan Italian guy who um, was that's, an ex-cop and he murdered four people. Is yeah, that, you're right. Is that right. him? I think it's, he's just orange. I might be mis- misremembering. Epstein, so many. We got to stay away from Epstein. Okay, all right. What? Why? That sounds fun. Because it's an impossible, it's, it's, it's an untranslatable costume. What do you mean? Like, how, how would you look like Epstein? Yeah, this guy's Italian. You got to be dead Epstein. Whatever. Anyway, we can, get, we can get one more caller. Um... Let's see. David Edwards still here. Let's talk to David. David, you're good to go if you're ready. Hi, can you hear me? Sure yeah. can. Okay, great. What's on your mind? So, so uh, wow, the stars aligned. I've been trying to get on this show for quite some time. Oh, really? Sure. Well, thanks for tuning in. Welcome. Uh, so there are a lot of topics I wanted to talk about, but I have something very topical for you today. Okay. Uh, have you heard of environmental justice? Uh, I mean, as a general concept, sure. Are you are you talking about how how usually when I think of it, they say something like environmental issues disproportionately affect racial minorities, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes, I have exactly. heard about this, yeah. Um, I was just curious if you knew. So I've been making a video. Uh, I've been working on a video for a few, uh, well, weeks now. And... Uh, the topic has come up in scientific research. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're saying the topic of environmental justice is now a scientific yeah. area of study. Well, I'm saying that it's, it's poisoned scientific research. Okay. So uh, what I'm talking about is, um, so what I really wanted to bring up is that, do you know what the MCAT is? Uh, it's like the LSAT for medical school, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, the, basically what I'm, what I want to share with you is that the MCAT has been taken over by social justice. Oh no, not doctors too. God. Environmental justice plays into this. Yeah. So it's a long thing. I have a video I'm working on about it, but I'll just tell you, environmental justice is described by its proponents as the social justice response to environmentalism. And then you get the Green New Deal. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's very connected. The Green New yeah. Deal is intimately connected with all of this. There is some uh, merit to this, though. Hear me out. This occurred to me the other okay. day. Because areas that are going to be more um, susceptible to environmental damage, to hurricane damage, to flooding, things like that, they're going to have lower property values and they're going to attract more low income minorities. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to, I'm going to cover this in my uh, video. They definitely do. uh, There's a truth to it. And that's what makes social justice so evocative and seductive. There's truth to it. But I guess what bothers me is name, give me one thing, one phenomenon 
in all of the world that does not have a racially disproportionate effect or that, that does not exist in a racially disproportionate way. Literally right, everything right. does. And I reject the hypothesis that um, being of a certain minority group uh, and that association with being of a low socioeconomic status is a manifestation of white oppression. I just reject that yeah, entire exactly. hypothesis. Yeah. yeah, by the way, who's putting the CO2 into the air? It's the Chinese and the Indians. Uh, exactly. disproportionately racist. Well, it's not just that. That's so, that's a matter of fact. That. The U.S. is too. I want to be fair, but not like the Chinese are. Come on. I, I think it's one, two, and three. Is U.S., China, India? If I'm not mistaken. No. But, no. 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 Oh no. No. I'm not saying in that order. I'm saying as a group. Oh, probably. One, but China. I think China produces more pollution and waste. Yeah, you're probably than, like, right. I mean, all just Western the, countries. Just the mind. sheer population. Yeah. Well, they and do. they're they they their garbage disposal. No, no yeah. intended, but like they're yeah, yeah. they're not disposing of things properly. There aren't the kind of standards, environmental standards in their country. Anyway, uh, we'll, we've got, we'll give you last word. Yeah, I just wanted I to bring talk. your attention to the fact that the I just wanted to bring your attention to the fact that the MCAT has been compromised. Very disappointing. Um, you got to write an like, essay on environmental justice or what? Yeah, I, hello. I kind of thought that the do they had gotten doctors too when I started hearing about all this tranny shit. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to to share one thing with you guys. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. go for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the director of the MCAT, this is a quote from him. The goal is to improve the medical admissions process to find the people who you and I would want as our doctors. Yeah, the Being best doctor. Being a good doctor isn't just about understanding science. It's about understanding people. Nope. No. It is literally all about understanding. <laughs> no. I do not yeah. care yes. if my doctors have a terrible bedside manner. I don't care as long as they just do their jobs properly. I don't care if I he's want. a dick. Yeah. Do a good surgery. Yeah. Damn awesome. right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Thank man. You. And good, Thanks. good luck. If this is the, are you involved in this right now? You're in medical field of study or what? It's a long story. Okay. I have a lot of videos I've been making about this stuff. If you're yeah. interested, you could check them out, but yeah, it's all right. All right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Laurel says we could go as Donald and Melania, and I could do that costume. That might be fun, albeit I like it's not spicy. There's no spice to it. Yeah. It's very I tasteful. Like it. Maybe. I'm still going to still pull in for Jesse Smollett's attackers. Come on. I'd have to make my face pointy. <laughs> anyway. Oh, for Melania, you're talking about. All right. Yeah. Um, that's all for callers tonight. Appreciate everybody's patience. I know uh, I'm just, I'm just going to bring a whip next time <laughs> we can crack the whip on the timer. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at telling people to hurry up. Appreciate everybody's patience. And, um, and uh, if you, if you're having trouble getting into the live room, of course you can participate in the show by sending us a question. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. Put call in show question in the subject line. So we know that's what it's for and uh, keep it as brief as possible. If you can, that helps us out. We'll get through these, and then uh, we'll catch up with Super Chat and Streamlabs to close the show. This uh, story I got in my inbox from Cameron, who, of course, Super Chats frequently, and thanks to Cameron for supporting the show. And Cameron mentioned, do you recall the Super Chat? I think it was two weeks ago or so. And he said, basically, I had somebody who said the wrong thing at work, and now they're in a lot of hot water. And I asked him for some more information if he was willing to provide it, and he did. And so Cameron says, my friend says that lately he has been more vocal in his displeasure with the direction of the country from foreign policy to cultural decay and an erosion of our natural rights. He doesn't pull any punches with his criticisms. 
Problem is, he works at the Department of Defense, and they don't take kindly to such talk. Last week, he was confronted by FBI agents who questioned him but failed to produce any evidence as to what crime he committed. They even interviewed his family and friends to see if he was a, quote, threat to the state. Uh. This whole experience left sour taste in his mouth, and he's lost what little faith he had left in the state. Again... There may be more to the story, but that's all I have from him. Please use this as an opportunity to warn your audience about how they, too, will earn the ire of the state if they fail to toe the party line. It's a little bit of a different arrangement for what we were talking about with Kyle earlier, uh, because he's just talking about trying to get a job in a private setting, presumably not a government job. But, yeah, these are the things that you have to consider. And so while I want to just say, yes, uh, take up take up your sword and stand on principle in all aspects of your life. There are practical consequences. You have to be strategic about some of this. Yeah. Or you can just throw caution to the wind and accept that you're never going to get a job in traditional society ever again. There's that. I mean, what I'm saying is it's not you know, it's not about I don't want to portray keeping things quiet as cowardly because there's a lot of strategy in picking battles correctly and living to fight another day. You know, yeah. you might, you might build your voice more successfully by acquiring a leadership position at some company or That's in some, true. in the government, even it, it's not necessarily the smartest to be the guy who has no clout whatsoever, just yelling at everyone. That's true. They're easy to dismiss. Have you seen They Live? I don't even know why I'm asking you because I know you have not seen it. It's a movie, so no. It's an excellent John Carpenter movie that everybody should watch. It's called They Live. Anyway, Hmm. this guy has like actual glasses and when he takes them off, he sees that all, all of this propaganda and messaging like all magazines say like consume and stuff like hmm. that. And there are aliens living amongst them. Um, but the way they defeat them is by infiltrating these alien networks. Well, and I think there's a lot, uh, there's a very strong argument to make. How has the left succeeded so much by doing that kind of stuff, by basically right. taking over education from the inside for one. Yeah. Uh, so certainly it's worked in that direction. I don't think there's any reason it couldn't work in a reverse direction. Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely true. I probably talk too much about how people should be open about their political opinions, but I have a selfish motive because as everybody does that, it decreases my individual risk and the level of scrutiny that I'm experiencing. Hmm. But I think that we should probably be thinking more strategically about how we can infiltrate leftist communities and destroy them from within. Use their tactics. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that one. I don't even think there's a principled opposition to that. I think it's just being smart about how you spread your ideas. Wow, tons of people have seen this. Uh, no, they're saying Roosh V mentioned this six months ago and I watched it. No, I actually did not know that. My parents were like, you have to watch it. And so when they hmm. were here this week, you must watch They Live. You should watch it with, with your woman tonight, Matt. Is it, uh, can I get it easily? Is there you a can, platform it's on? You can use my account because I rented it a few days ago and it's still Is, active. Did you rent it on what, Amazon or something? I, I think so. I actually don't know. Hmm. Well, if it's like two bucks to rent, who cares? I'll just, It's I so it. good. You have to watch it. All right. Uh, this you is from Kaiser. Um, Hi, Matt and Blonde. Imagine my surprise when just a few days after you broke the story about the black girl accusing white boys of cutting <laughs> off her dreads that it turns out to be a hoax. Washington Times ran an article about the story, which I've linked below. Keep up the good work. I really appreciate the show, and I share clips with everyone I know. Oh, you're going to nuke your friendships. But. <laughs> two or quick points of personal privilege. Yeah. Two quick yeah. points of personal privilege. New sounder idea to introduce to Blonde. You're too fucking blonde from Fight Club. <laughs> well, I've not heard that one. I've got to get it. And 425 for 425. Or Ida did nothing wrong. 
425 425 yeah thanks guys i appreciate it the best tater tots you'll ever have all right, thanks. And I'll have to I'll have to remember that reference see if I can find that sounder. Jack says, uh, now that Matt is famous, when can we expect a juicy, salacious sex scandal? Is Matt really gay or have we been lied to this whole time? Uh never. I mean, it is the serious answer. I can try to make a funny joke about this, I guess. But the, the biggest sex scandal you're gonna get are the the stories in the super chat. Yeah. I uh it'll shock no one to know that I have a remarkably boring uh history and status in that regard so there's uh, the biggest scandal is probably the lack of scandal you could try to track down uh i would love to see someone track down the former women of my life in search of dirt and they'll be like yeah he was really nice and he never really made a made a quality move you know he was so (laughs) reasonable in arguments that we just had to break up because we never got anywhere he asked like four times before he ever even touched my shoulder that's that's the kind of thing that you'd get so i hope someone does that someday much worse i got better i got to where i am now but it you know there were some some misguided years oh poor kid um cheryl says what do you think of the theory that the impeachment inquiry is just the democratic party running opposition research on the taxpayer's dime uh that's kind of a deep cut i that is a totally plausible explanation but by the way if true that is a highly corrupt i I don't know what the law says about that sort of thing but just on on a layman level that is insanely corrupt and if they don't if they come up with nothing and all this is is a way to smear trump in 2020 yeah that's um speaking of taxpayer waste previously that's that's infuriating i mean we are all being extorted to the tune of millions of dollars for these sham hearings that are going to be coming up over the next month remember that remember that money left your wallet by force to pay for this show and you could have given it to charity you could have bought yourself a nice car you could have fixed the stuff around your house you could have done anything yeah instead it's paying these buffoons who are going to try to invent a scandal for their own political purposes Yep. Ugh. Uh, uh, Tremor says uh, it's been almost three weeks now. I think with the controversy of PewDiePie planning on donating to the ADL, I watched both Brittany Venti's and Styx's videos on the matter, and I don't think it was some kind of forty chess. To me, it seems like he only wanted to buy the N-word pass. Did your opinion on the matter change by now? I'm curious to hear what you guys think. I uh, I've not changed my perspective. I generally think that PewDiePie did honestly make a very weird mistake by passing this responsibility off to some assistant or helper of his. This was the influence of a woman. Mm. This is a, this was, those aren't mutually exclusive. Those. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think that Marzia was like in her adorable little voice was like, maybe they'll leave us alone if we give some money to the ADL. Um, but but I, I don't think this was 40. To your point, and that's the thing I have to get around to as we discussed on the stream, he did mention it in the video. I'm giving money to the ADL. PewDiePie knows what the ADL is. Yeah. He remembers. There's, there's no, no freaking way. There's, so there, So that's what I would have to acknowledge to get with my perspective is that someone persuaded him this was a good thing to do. So that I think your explanation makes sense. I don't think it was like this wink, wink, haha, I'm trolling, I'm... Like, um, I, I just, I, it doesn't come off that way to me. It doesn't, and I don't see how, how PewDiePie benefits. And also he, yeah. he I, I just don't buy it. I don't buy that theory. It's, it, I don't see the clear advantage to him in doing it that way. And I, so anyway, uh, this is from lamentations. I won't be able to make this show. So I'll throw out a question and see where it lands. 
given that there is no inalienable right to health care as it is a product of another person, why do we have the right to a court-provided attorney if we cannot afford one? Is this practice constitutional? Um, I would say yes, because without that, there would be um, such a balance of power issue. I mean, yeah, I think it's probably an inherent part of due process. That is to say that you are having charges brought against you mm -hmm. and you have a right to due process in how those are adjudicated and how you defend yourself. Yes. So because the government is placing a burden upon you, I think that is distinct from the government just paying for your general consumption of any other good to which the government is actually a third party. They're not directly yeah. involved in the exchange. So that's the distinction that I would draw. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you get around that. Like if, if what would you do for someone who's accused of a serious crime and has no means to defend themselves, I suppose, go fund me, uh, that sort of thing. But what if they're genuinely like a total piece of shit who 100% did the crime? Yeah. No one's going to donate to that GoFundMe, but that person still has a due process, right? Yeah. This, this is an odd one though, because it is the one case where a negative right in a sense, the, the, at least the right to have a charge against you adjudicated through a proper process sort of turns into a positive one, the right to have a service provided to you. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, but I, I do think it's constitutional. I, I, I would not be in favor of doing away with it. Yeah. Hmm. Your turn. Uh, Abel says, with regard to deportations, you guys suggested family separation would be a problem. What is wrong with the Mexican illegal immigrants uh, parenting a, uh, their U.S. citizen kids in Mexico. Nothing's wrong with that. I'm just talking about... I did not say that the family separation would be a problem. That does not sound like... What I'm saying is it's a, it's a problem that is going to create chaos and danger for a lot of people. Not that it is a moral wrong. I don't think that... Listen, if you enter this country illegally, uh, you don't have a moral right... or You, you don't have a, a right to be here. Let's put it that way. So I don't think it's immoral to remove that person. I don't think it. you've committed a crime. Anytime someone commits a crime, they're separated from their children. That's the way this process works. So I'm not saying that is, I guess what, to clarify, I think the question is maybe saying that I think it's wrong for illegal immigrants to be, these family, family separations are morally wrong is what the question is getting at. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that- I mean, that why do the families need to be separated? I'm talking about sending them all back with their kids. What I'm talking and in regards to our discussion too is one danger for the people trying to do it for the for sure. federal for the federal agents who are in charge of rounding these people up. That's what I'm getting at. And two, given the scale of it, is it practical? Can we actually do it? Can we get yes. up to 30 million people? Yes. Very difficult. I have, I have, and I likened it to the idea of gun confiscation. Not in right and wrong. Not that not that this is wrong to do it. Just the, the idea of the danger you're creating is comparable. Do you you're know sending... what's more difficult and dangerous? The crimes that they'll commit, the taxpayer burden, having to pay for them for you know the foreseeable future. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's wrong. To, these people violated the law and they should be held accountable. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying we have to be realistic about how difficult a process this will be. There are all sorts of ways to get them back to their native countries. Yeah, we've talked about that too. Is the answer 
door-to-door force? Or is the answer a better way of, of vetting, is holding employers who hire illegal immigrants That would help. To it's going to have to be and, multifactorial. And of course, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a buffet of options. It's not as though you have to pick one or the other. I just, man, do I worry about the safety of, of police who are in charge of going and doing this. That said, I worry about the safety of every police officer. That's, that's why, true. That's but a dangerous I mean, before, job. Before we get to that, we have to uh, initiate all sorts of things that are going to... Uh, that are going to cause self-deportation. We have to make it impossible for them to live here. I'd be more inclined to think that those efforts will be more effective. Uh, yeah. That, that, that would be my preferred route. But make it so their standard of living is worse than that of Mexico, and then the choice is obvious. I think that's more realistic, yeah, than, than actually finding the 30 million people and you know putting them on the train to the catapult or whatever your preferred solution is. Uh, train to the catapult. I mean, that sounds like a lot of money. Why can't we just direct train, <laughs> drop them off in the most southernmost city in Mexico? So they have to hike their oh, asses uh, all the way not, back up. Why not northernmost? Then we're done with it. Because then they would have right to, across. they would have a well, way further way to, to wall go. Wall first. Wall first then. Yeah. Yes. Train and then direct bullet train to the southernmost of Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Pat says, how do we join Blonde's cult? I know you guys think I'm joking, but I'm really serious about this. I want to, I want to get like 200 acres in Idaho wilderness and sell off one acre parcels to 200 families. And then everybody has a small farm and then we homeschool and then we all exchange. It's like a commune for white right wing people. It's not a cult, a birthing yurt, one church. (laughs) That sounds, I mean, Legitimately, that's basically how this country was founded. I you know. Go back to yeah, it's a throwback to a different era, but especially if that, you're self-sustainable. You know, like isn't it's a that st- why we picked the places that we picked to live? Like I couldn't live in cities anymore because I was, I was innately trying to return. Something about me was trying to return to this idyllic lifestyle upon which our country was built. We need well, to return to that life. It sounds yeah, awesome. I don't have anything close to that. I mean, I live in a cookie cutter neighborhood where everybody has the same house, basically, and it's it's not it's not it's suburban, basically. If there's suburban in Montana, I don't live in like some wilderness ranch. No, suburbs or are great too. I grew up in a suburb, but, and it was awesome. Yeah, I uh, I'm happy here, but yeah, if I if I could pick anything, I would like a, a place a little more secluded with a little more land. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it, I suppose. I don't know. I guess I don't have, I have personally, I have more of a longing to be left alone than to have this sort of tight knit community though. You know, as we were talking about earlier, No, but part of the communal values would be being left alone. Yeah. You'd be being left alone as a community. What I want is for my neighbor to leave me alone and I'll leave him alone. But I also want to know that if shit hits the fan, like that dude has, a bunch of guns and a bunch of cool shit and he has the right values and like he and I are on the same page if we The have... only way you can get your neighbor to have your back is if you develop a relationship with them. That's you don't true. have to hang yeah. out all the time or anything, but like I know my neighbors. And now. I should do a better job of that. I've had t- both my neighbors on either side have moved in within like the last 6 months to a year and I've spoken with both of them, but I I haven't developed a a quality relationship with either of them. And yeah. I, sh- I should do a better job of that. But, you know, I'm kind of a keep to myself sort of guy. Yep. Plus, I don't want them to look me up and realize they have a Nazi living next door and call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. 
Yeah. Um, this is from Stan. Tinfoil hat. Stan with a good beard. It's uh, it's our Stan. Um, tinfoil hat suggestion to weed out leakers in the White House. Create a binder of ridiculous stories. Didn't they do this in, in Goodfellas or something? Hmm. Why am I asking you? Um, create a binder of ridiculous stories, but ones the media will buy, which is basically anything. Assign a different story to each person who you might suspect is leaking information when ridiculous story number 13 is spread all over CNN, ABC, MSNBC, WAPO, etc. You know who spread it. If three stories get out, you know who all the moles are. I'm sure the left will make this uh, how Trump is abusing his power. I call it job evaluation. I'm with you. There is some like old timey gangster movie where they do this and then they kill all the people that spread the hmm. information. Uh, not that did, Trump should do that. But did you yeah. see the latest one that's out like today, yesterday in the New York Times? Anonymous sources say Trump joked about shooting illegals in the legs and joked about alligators in a moat at the wall. And I'm like, this is, first of all, anonymous source, probably bullshit. Second of all, it yeah. sounds like he listened to the call-in show. That's yeah. that's what this <laughs> <Yeah>. sounds like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, it, it is interesting. I don't know. I guess I, I'd, I'd like to know... Uh, I'd like to see an analysis of whether this administration is more plagued by leaks than not. I, I don't feel like I have a good judgment, but I don't remember this sort of like, maybe I just didn't pay attention. Was there this like anonymous insiders in the white house say Obama took a smelly shit or something like that. It, it's weird. <laughs> it's like something stupid. Like this is leaking every single week. And I don't remember that in the past, or maybe it was happening and the media didn't care because they weren't yeah. out to get him. But certainly he has, he has every right to try to figure out who is leaking this information and they're doing a bad job, whoever these people are. So yeah, I agree. He should do something like that. Uh, Cameron says, Hey guys, I recently had to do a writing assignment in college about free speech. After we write our responses, we post them to an online wall so everyone else can read them. One thing I noticed was I seemed to be one of the few people that believed in true free speech. Everyone wrote something along the lines of everyone is entitled to their opinions. But, but did you ever see this in your college experience? Matt has a political science uh, degree, so I wouldn't be surprised if you did. Actually, no. Uh, I never once saw this sort of thing. It was always um, assumed that that was that a view of free speech that was aligned with the Supreme Court's interpretation of the First Amendment was the common opinion. And I, I loved my favorite class was a first amendment class. And we would just go in there and talk about theories of, of the first amendment and of free speech and um, look at ridiculous t-shirts that say like, I, I remember distinctly one time the prep we were talking about whether speech has inherent value and what the first amendment should protect. And he held up a t-shirt and it just said like a million of my potential children died on your daughter's face last night. And we had to say like why that should be protected. That was kind of a, it was a great exercise. So, and, and, and to another point worth considering, uh, we, when I was in college, John Bolton came and spoke at the college. I actually did not attend the event, not cause I was opposed. I just didn't go, but, uh, but he spoke at our college without incident. I don't even recall anybody protesting, uh, yeah. certainly not violently. People went there, even though nobody liked George W. Bush, nobody liked John Bolton. You still go hear the guy. Yeah. So this yeah. thing I'm. In my experience, this this culture is new. I don't know. I don't know what you experienced at Mizzou, but this is it not... was incoming, hmm. but it wasn't quite there yet. Uh, That's probably true. I told the story recently about how the, all those kids were offended in sociology because the, they were the book was about people being called fags in high school. So it, it's true that maybe the freshman class 
when I was graduating and I graduated in 2010, the, you could see some of the writing was on the wall, but it yeah. was not a part of my experience at all. Um, wow. Thank you for that, Cameron. This is from Luke. Would you support a retirement age of 70 for Supreme Court justices? Yes. Uh, yeah. I think that the, however we get around this, I think the lifetime appointment thing it's is absurd. not good. Exhibit A, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But I don't think it's serving its intended purpose. The Supreme Court justices were supposed to be kind of above politics or yeah. apolitical. Clearly they're not. They're not and I don't yeah. see a link as to why uh lifetime appointment makes you apolitical anyway. Like yeah. they they Why clearly have preferred political outcomes that they're seeking. I guess the theory is you're political if you're trying to appease a politician like the president. They're not necessarily trying to appease a politician, but they are trying to satisfy their own political desires. Right. That's abundantly clear. Which can obviously last last a lifetime and then, you know, we're stuck with And these. beyond and Ruth Bader Ginsburg beyond the grave Literally. for RBG. <laughs> with these so, geriatric fucking I don't know. Maybe the answer is it's just, I don't know if it's a hard age or if the answer is just terms. If you just say you serve a term like, um, like if the interesting thing too, maybe this would be a way to minimize Supreme court power would be term limits. But let's say that they were, uh, four, four year terms that were kind of staggered throughout the president, the presidential term. And that way maybe each president would get X nominees. Yeah. Maybe that would Maybe you wouldn't have these fights where, say, like Merrick Garland is delayed, and if, if Trump gets a nominee in 2020, we'll have the same fight where they say not in an election year. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe we just ha give them similar terms like what Congress has, even though Congress doesn't have term limits, but time-wise. Maybe. I, all I'm saying is I don't like the status quo. I don't like the status quo of these people becoming actual corpses on the bench and you know, RBG living living out her her breaths out of pure spite basically and no chicks <laughs> rule one rule number one yeah. yeah um i guess that's it let's uh go through the super chats all right get out of here thanks for the questions guys uh do 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 you gonna be rich um ping pong acidic mentality uh over on Streamlabs. no no thank you for supporting the show Okay. Do, 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 do. And Darth Jones. Thank you as well on D Life. Matt and Blonde, very long time listener, one of the few times I've been able to catch you live. Here's some well deserved shackles for telling the YouTube mods to go F themselves. We do it all the time. <laughs> well, We're thanks. so brave. Uh, you know, I'm a real hero. What can um, I say? No, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, Mike Bob, if you tried to circumcise me, it would be like uh, being back in maths class. You'd be doing some long division, but doom. <laughs> Uh, I want to see Beto make the case that he's coming for your foreskin. Uh, yeah. Nobody, Nobody says abortions and sterilization <laughs> should be a package deal. Ooh, spicy take. Although somebody on the Colin show did, they were talking about that a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, what was that mean? I, I can't remember. I don't think I've heard this concept. <laughs> so you're saying if you have an elective abortion, yeah, like a birth control abortion, basically yeah, you, yeah. It, as a trade-off, you are forcibly sterilized. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess why not? Um, if, I think if you want to be honest about this sort of thing and, and you believe that it is the ending of a life in just the same way as if I kill my neighbor, then I think you have to treat it as a legal matter in, in that way. Yeah. Uh, Kevin. 
No. No. Oh, man. Poor Kevin. Uh, Dwayne Thompson, bone graft told squishy material from center used. What? I don't know what you're talking about, Dwayne. Something about squishy material. You're talking about the way bone grafting works? I don't know. From what I understand, uh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't there. But I, I think they have to, like, they basically grind it up into, like, a some sort of, it, you make, like, a, a bone putty or something. I don't know. Ooh. You grind it up into something that can actually be used to for grafting. Ooh. I don't know what the process is. Uh, Jimny82, Matt, is the birth of the trans ideology a big enough consequence of botched circumcision for you? Look at <laughs> Dr. John Money. Wait, wait, wait. Expl- say it one more time. Wasn't Karen Strong talking about this Dr. John Money? What is, are we saying circumcision led to transgenderism? I've Am heard I... this before. How? Um, send us some literature on this, but I believe this is who Karen Strong was talking about. Hmm. Um, a few weeks ago. I've not heard this. I, I, I'm open to hearing it out. Kevin Flanagan says, lol, is working for YouTube as bad as working for Zion Don and the federal government? I mean, it definitely has its downfalls. We can only say a fraction of the stuff that we want isn't, to. And by well, we, I mean me. Isn't, isn't Kevin a federal employee or something like that? Yeah. So he's referring to himself there? Yeah, so. Uh, yes, Kevin, you are a despicable person too. The JQ, I can't say any of this shit. We got another one. He huh? also said the last donation for a long time, everything I said was a joke. Okay, well, thanks. And for also, su- blonde, I'm not wealthy enough, nor worthy being compared to Kevin Knight, everybody. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, thanks for supporting the show. And I, uh, they, uh, they, I mean, I can't do the joke, like the, the threat joke thing. It's just, it's not, we just can't do it. We're already like walking on eggshells here. Um, Beaner eighty one twenty seven can't watch live but wanted to support Matt get Xbox Xbox Game Pass basically Netflix for video games play Gears on it yeah but the thing is I just I don't have that much time to play games either like I just I'm not playing that many video games these days and Gears is you think my list of movies is long list of games is long too and I just I don't know I've never been a Gears guy and short like a chick with a short haircut as the protagonist just is not is not uh not appealing to me robert lockhart i just realized your fans include a c kyle and a kyle who can't see that that is an excellent analysis i like that kyle who can't see yeah i'm gonna call him that now um i'm sure he'll take it in stride uh john martin whale oil beef hooked now faster and with an irish brogue whale oil beef beef hook i've heard this Mm. before it's supposed to say well it's supposed to sound like well, I'm fucked. Now. We'll all be fucked. We'll all be fucked. Yeah. Or know. will all be fucked? Will all we be fucked? will. It's other. I can't imitate. I'll be fucked or we'll all be fucked. Um, I can't imitate the Irish until I'm I'm highly intoxicated. <laughs> uh, nah, yay says blonde. If you like Yona Yintin, you'll love uh, Lee Ziki. I don't know how to say her name. Uh, the Chinese version of a woodland princess. Yes. Okay. So about this chick, I discover her and I was like oh my gosh, it's so cool how she embraces Chinese culture. And so I did some research on her. Turns out she's sponsored by the Chinese Communist Party Mm. and her channel seems to be like some sort of uh, cultural endorsement from the Chinese government. I knew her production value was too high. Her videos were too good. And like all the cultural stuff, I was like, "Mm." and she's like too good looking. Hmm. It was very suspicious. So it does seem that she's getting some commie money 
to act like the Chinese aren't horrible, filthy communists, right? Hmm. I, I don't know. I've never seen this person. Um, her channel is still amazing. I mean, I watch it. She's always doing awesome stuff, making gourmet meals, making like like dyeing wool and making beautiful cloaks and stuff like that. She's always carrying a lamb and a puppy. And she's like the hottest chick I've ever seen. I'm like, this is not what rural China is like. Hmm. It's not. Um, Danny Dano says, I'm still waiting for Matt's sweaty jock. Adam Smith would not be pleased. Wait, wait what? That's what it says. Did I promise a sweaty jock to someone? I, I, I guess. Okay. Uh, nobody says Augustus Invictus has good advice. Follow him. Raymond Jones, Matt can go as imaginary rapist Kavanaugh. Grand can go as totally not dead Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But I'd have to do old face and dead face. That's too much makeup. That'd be, that would be a fun makeup project, though. But it, ah. I guess it's, it's tough to do on yourself, probably. Although you did an awesome job last year. I did. Brown face. Uh, Denistrio, Epstein, Epstein costume is easy. Orange jumpsuit, salt and pepper wig, paper yeah. noose around your neck, and your dog stuck at a 12-year-old. Ooh, yeah, we'll just duct tape uh, a Cabbage Patch Kid <laughs> to my crotch. Oh. <laughs> Kevin Flanagan. Kevin. What did he do? Well, I guess I, I won't know. I can't, I can't read this either. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Dangerous Spaces, have you guys seen Trump Trump's Biden Nickelback tweet? No. Yeah, I did see what that. What did it say? He, he tweeted out, look at this photograph, all in cap, capital letters. And it's just a clip of Biden saying, I've never talked to my son about his business dealings or whatever. And then it cuts to a photo of Biden and his son and that uh, the CEO guy of that. Uh, I think it's that Ukrainian energy company that's at the center of all this controversy, if I recall correctly. But yeah, go, go look at Trump's Twitter feed. And it's, it's, a, it's a good one. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Tempest, this is a good point. That's BS Blonde Fuhrer. Climate change won't primarily affect low income. I didn't say primarily, did I? Um, take Miami, for example. The most expensive homes are on the waterfront and the lower income are out west further away from a potential hurricane. That's true, too. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. I just, all of this stuff that's like, this disproportionately affects those people, I just don't care. Like, I don't care. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. An, an avalanche in Sweden disproportionately affects white people, although maybe not anymore. Maybe it disproportionately affects uh, a, a, a Muslim ghetto now. I don't know. <laughs> you said it. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Stoffel, Halloween, Matt is Melania blonde as orange fearer. I like it. My mom would be really jazzed about that costume. Uh, Calvin yeah. 58, CO2 is not a pollutant. It's a vital link between flora and fauna. Plants can't thrive without it. It has little to do with climate change, but no one would allow Al Gore to sell water vapor credits. I, I, I was curious about the definition of this because Maxime Bernier, when I was looking at him for this, looking at the People's Party of Canada, looking into this video I was doing, said the same thing that CO2 is not a pollutant, which, um, which certainly it is. Uh, certainly plants use it and all that. Obviously, it's we're putting it out into the air by burning fossil fuels, which made me wonder, like, what is the definition of pollutant? Because people are really pissed at him for saying that. Yeah. But I'm, I guess I just I haven't thought about it. What does pollutant mean? Why is it not a pollutant, like in a technical sense? A substance that pollutes something, especially water or the atmosphere. Okay. But what does pollute mean? Uh, keep going. This is this is not going to be good listening. I'm just curious. 
Um, Titus Muller says, have you seen the clip of Brant Jean, the brother to the late Botham Jean, forgiving Botham's killer? It's one of the most amazing things I've seen, an incredible testament to what Christ offers. Um, that is the guy killed by Amber Geiger, right? Oh, what's uh, repeat the name? Uh, His last name's Jean. Jean, yeah. Yes, yeah. So she's the broad that stupidly went into the wrong apartment and thought that she was robbed and killed the dude. She just got. We'll talk about this on Sunday, but I've got I've got mixed feelings about this. Well, I I need to read the facts because the murder conviction surprises me. It seems manslaughter like it was a, seems a fairly obvious. Yeah. It's it's absurd to bring a castle doctrine defense, which they tried to do. Yeah. Uh, but I am surprised by the murder conviction. I haven't read up on how they established uh, a, a premeditation. Right. I mean, the important lesson we need to draw from this is that women should not be allowed to be police officers. Obviously. I mean, what was she doing? She's like, I'm <laughs> tired. And like she walks into the wrong. Although apparently, apartment. as you were telling me on Skype, a lot of people do that in that apartment complex. Yes. They did a survey of, I think, like 259 residents or something like that. And 49 of them said that they have actually walked into the wrong apartment or like gone to the wrong floor, almost going to the wrong apartment. Something about the apartment complex. Um, like everything truly looks the same, but there was all different furniture and shit in the house too. Like she really should have figured it out. I think you're crazy to live in an apartment complex and not lock your door for one. And that's not yeah. blaming the guy. Yeah. Obviously what happened to him is totally unjustified. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I am surprised dude. that it was just wide open. Um, fixed bayonets. Matt should move to Petaluma. I have a gun factory in my barn. <laughs> California? Or is there a different Petaluma? I don't know. Um, protect and serve gaming brother. Your videos are one of the only thing that keep me sane. I'm so broken when I watch my blue brothers in Portland given to their admins. I lose my shield mm. in defense of the constitution. I lose my shield. Well, Aww. thanks for tuning in. I'm sorry Thank about, so uh, sorry about your friends. You know, I think, uh, we've all seen friends go down that path and hopefully they're still cool enough not to morally browbeat you if you disagree, but they're if they not. decide to do that, always remember as I say, and this is not a suggestion on your situation, but one of the harshest realizations of adulthood for me is your friends are far more replaceable than you think they are. That is so depressing. It, it kind of is, but it's also um, liberating. I, I, I kept way too many people around in my life because, oh, I have the best friends in my life. We've known each other forever. Yeah, that's just because you happened to go to the same school when you were 15. That's true. It's, I mean, the real thing you need to do is build a financial relationship with them so that you can only do a show with one another and then just like exploit their friendship by telling them your personal problems all the time. That's like true. I, I mean, it, if I were to ruin blonde, it's like I'm not, I'm who if yeah. I were to quit this show or ruin blonde, who should I be more afraid of blonde or the audience? I know if we have mutually assured dis destruction against each other because That's of true. what we've said. But if either one of us were to betray the other in an underhanded way the audience would be so mad I'm so mad yeah yeah and so i use this um you know this financial relationship that we have with one another to entrap you and and to and to dump all of my personal problems on you all the time because like there's nothing you can do about it there's literally nothing you can do about it it's yeah, the best that's, friendship that's I've a, ever had <laughs> that's an accurate diagnosis yeah <laughs> uh last one Kurt Carson, hello from Panama. You guys make living here even easier. Thank you. Thank mm. you, Kurt. All right, we're good. Well, thank you. Real quick check on Streamlabs. I think we're good there. Thanks to Darth Jones again over on DLive. Appreciate you guys. 
and uh, yeah, we're good. So let's uh, let's close out. Of course, we will talk more about the uh, the hoax hate case and how the media botched that. Uh, we'll definitely talk about this Amber Geiger thing. If you didn't yeah. see, she got ten years. Her sentence did. Oh, come really? Down. So she's not going to jail for life or anything, but she did get um, ten years. And then uh, there was this crazy town hall at a gun range in Michigan that I want to talk about on Sunday. Wild. Uh, U.S. Representative Congresswoman goes insane screaming at her own constituents at a gun range calling for gun control. Interesting scene. We'll see you then. Bye, guys.